Hey, Bill Carl here from Mornings on Faith Talk 570 and 910. And if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, this is for you. For years, Moss Nissan has led the way in offering special pricing and care to first responders and military through the You Serve, You Save program. Now, if you serve God in our community, you're included. Our friends at Moss Nissan know that when things go wrong, pastors and churches are on the front lines, ministering to those in need. That's why they're extending the You Serve, You Save program to pastors, associate pastors, worship leaders, and church staff of any denomination. When it comes to faith and family, the Moss family shares our values. So if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, know that they're behind you and ask about the You Serve, You Save program for pastors and church workers, available at any of the three Moss Nissan locations, so you can save on your purchase of a new or previously owned vehicle. Go see my friends at Moss Nissan, Tampa, Newport, Ritchie, and Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com. Well, the last of the Christmas stuff got put away today. I'm Bill Carl. Thanks so much for joining me in a special edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. Bill's taking a break with the family out in Montana, and we're having our own, I wouldn't even call it winter here, but, you know, it's been a little cooler the last few days, and I'll be subbing in uh, today, uh, trying to pull it all together for the program, and keep me in your prayers. You know, actually, I mean, you could pray for me anytime. Uh, but I would say on this uh, January 2nd uh, of 2020, say a prayer, if you would, for my son, Zach. He's 14. And on New Year's Eve, because he didn't want to miss school uh, at all, we scheduled a an eye surgery. And it's not, in one hand, it's not a big deal. Um, basically, he had a condition called strabismus. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Uh, who is it that has it? Uh, Kristen Bell, I believe. And what it is, is kind of one of the eyes doesn't quite track exactly with the other one, which made it very difficult for him at times. As a, as a goalie in a hockey league, uh, the fact that he performs like he does is kind of a miracle. But that needed to be straightened out. And so not uh, during the school year, not during the summer, but right on New Year's Eve, as you were probably getting your New Year's resolutions ready and fixing up some Hoppin' John and all that kind of stuff, uh, we were over at St. Joe's. Uh, they did the surgery, and uh, he was it was outpatient. We got home, uh, my goodness, I want to say New Year's Eve around 2 in the afternoon, and it is tough when you're 14 and they've operated on your eyes and you're sore all over the place, and you can't look at anything. And if you're a 14-year-old, you're average. Uh, that means <laughs> no Xbox, no television shows, no YouTube, which probably is a good thing, but not a lot of physical activity because you can't mess with it. So we have been audiobook city. We've been replacing ice packs at our house and uh, the whole nine yards. So say a prayer for Zach as uh, we grow into 2020, and say, for, say a prayer for us, too. It's kind of a strange way... Uh, to start the new year in terms of uh, in terms of uh, resolutions and that type of thing, uh, you know, a lot of us and uh, Pastor Witten was talking about this on his program uh, yesterday. We're looking at our physical bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And how do we get better at that? How do we take care of ourselves in a way that's glorifying to the Lord? I started just before the holidays, really horrible time to start, by the way, back mid-October. I don't know if you've heard of the Noom app. 
Um, but anyway, I uh, I downloaded that. You maybe have seen the TV commercials, and the kind of way it works is it gives you the nutrition information on everything you're eating. It takes your height, your weight, your age, your gender, and then it kind of computes how many calories a day that you're going to need uh, to still have proper nutrition and at the same time drop some fat. And so there's a whole science behind that. And I started to do that. And there's some good components with it. There's a psycho, psychological component that goes with it. Also, the fact that we're all addicted to our phones and you kind of feel compelled every day to, to play with Noom like you would play a video game has been helpful to me. But my goal was to get through to get through uh, the holiday season without gaining any weight. And I think the day I started that, uh, I, I probably Halloween was when I kicked that off officially because – uh, the kids brought home, I mean, pounds and tons of candy at any rate. So <laughs> tons of it. I started then in terms of trying to say, all right, listen, I'm not going to be perfect. Uh, there are going to be some days where I blow it. There's going to be some days where I eat too much. There's going to be some days where I drink too much soda. So my goal is to get through the holidays without a net gain. And that was pretty cool. Um, and there, like I said, and you know what? It went exactly like I thought it would go. Uh, there were days I lost weight. You weigh in every day, by the way, on this thing. And there were days when I gained weight. And the worst was, and I'm not kidding, uh, the I want to say the day after Christmas, I got on the scale and I had had like a net gain of six pounds, which... When you're my age and you're trying to drop weight, it's a lot of pounds. Does that make any sense? So at any rate, uh, I jumped back on that thing, and this morning I weighed in, and you know what? I made it. Just, I just, I, in fact, net for the whole holiday season, I actually ended up losing uh, like four pounds. So, yeah, ups and downs. A lot of worrying, but generally speaking, because I was accountable to my family about this and because I kept on the uh, on the app and there was a whole support group component there, was able to do that. So going into 2020, uh, that accountability, that ability to just kind of begin to say, hey, you know what? It's not because I'm big boned. Um, it's not because my metabolism is messed up. It's not because um, this, that, and the other. The big thing that I've discovered over the last year and that I'm kind of taking into the new year is that it's not my stomach that's the problem. It's not my appetite. It's not my metabolism. Uh, The issue is in my mind and in my heart. And what do I attach to food? And what do I attach to fitness? And what are the things that cause me at 10 o'clock at night to think, hey, you know what? It's a really good time to have, I don't know, three bowls of cereal. Great question, right? And it's one of those things at 9 o'clock in the morning is the most irrational thing you could possibly do. But for some reason, for me anyway, um, that's a big struggle. Other people, and it's and it's funny, um, as we look at our lives in Christ, 
we all deal with something. There's stuff that maybe is inside that many people don't see that is kind of our struggle. Maybe you or somebody you love uh, has an addiction or has a a habit uh, where they unfortunately struggle with pornography. Or uh, maybe you know somebody who is a, a smoker, and even though smoking has become more and more unpopular, in fact, now it is against the law to smoke until you're 21 years old. But tobacco is kind of your addiction. And if it's not smoked tobacco, it's uh, the nicotine from uh, chewing tobacco or vaping. Uh, Some of us uh, struggle with anxiety or they struggle with uh, different things that uh, nobody can see. What's difficult with food and, um, and, and kind of trying to conquer that and uh, understanding that, you know, we eat to live, we don't leave, live to eat. Probably there's a couple of things that are that are the toughest and have been my struggle uh, going forward. Um, one is that everybody can see my struggle. So in the last 10 years, I have been up to 340 pounds, uh, all the way down to 240 pounds. But somewhere in the midst of that, I've, that's where I've been. And when things are going great, people can see that. And when things are going bad, people can see that. So that's, that's kind of daunting. Uh, one of the other things that is a big struggle uh, is socially. You know, it's like, it's so funny that I can get on the radio and talk to you and it doesn't bother me. Uh, and I am kind of outgoing and gregarious if you've known me for any, any length of time. Uh, that's, that's kind of who I am. But at the same time, when I get into social situations, say it's like a big party or a gathering, uh, it is easy for me to have this underlying sense of nervousness, of not fitting. And at that point, if there is a um, a buffet around, then I'm going to kill that thing uh, trying to, uh, to quell those feelings. Another problem that a lot of us who struggle with this is, and I'm just, by the way, I'm Bill Carlin for Bill Bunkley, and I'm just kind of talking about my New Year's resolution to get fit, and maybe you're on that same path, and uh, what we can do together. Uh, One of the other struggles that is part of the church culture is food is acceptable. (laughs) I mean, how many of us, after a good Sunday service, when the preacher's really torn it up in the pulpit, say amen, and then we head to the local buffet? So that's, that's a big part of it as well. Um, I always laugh. I always think, you know, we don't, there are some of us, it's like, you know, of course, it's like food is the acceptable sin. Uh, Overdoing it, gluttony is the acceptable thing. And so it's kind of the one thing you can do that nobody's going to condemn you for, at least not to your face. So those are a couple of the things that play into that. And then for me personally, I've always used food as comfort. Uh, and so that's a big thing. But the biggest, probably the biggest struggle that I have and that you may have or somebody you love has is pretty much everything you else else you can be addicted to, you don't need. Like, so, for instance, maybe I have a friend, good friend, who struggled with drugs for many years. Um, he struggled with, um, with meth. Uh, and he's clean, thank God. Uh, but his, he doesn't need that to live. You, if you are addicted to a certain drug, uh, you can come off of it, and you may be miserable for a long time, but your body just simply doesn't need it to live. Uh, the same with alcohol. You uh, may be addicted to alcohol in some sense, beer or wine or whiskey or whatever that is, but if you stop drinking tomorrow, you don't need any more. Your body, you're going to feel like you do, but your body doesn't actually need it. Um, same with, you know, maybe you're addicted to 
anger or you're addicted to uh, some other thing, you don't need any of those things to live. For me and for everybody else, and you included, we need food to live, right? I mean, I cannot eat. And with this body, believe me, if I was on Naked and Afraid, I could outlast all of them as long as I had water. I'd just be like, you know, I'm just going to sit here and drink my water and get smaller and smaller, and I'll be okay. (laughs) But, you know, we all need food. And so daily I'm confronted with that, and maybe you are too, in terms of your health is, okay, I quit all the other bad stuff, but I still got to eat. So at any rate, not to turn this into the Bill Carl food-eating pity party, uh, but looking forward into 2020, uh, I am working hard on figuring out what I need versus what I want. What I need in terms of being there as a father and a husband for my family and what can go by the wayside and, you know, trying to figure out and using God's help and some accountability to say, look, um, food is good, but I can't use it as any more than food. I can't, it can't be a drug to me. So I don't know. Maybe you're listening today and you've got your own struggle in a certain area. I hope that uh, you, too, can find peace with that in 2020, uh, that you can find God in the middle of that in 2020, and that together this is going to be a year where in 12 months we talk again and we both feel like, hey, man, I got it together a little bit thanks to God's grace. And to that end, you know what? I've never done this before. I think I'm going to do this. I don't, I'm not usually on with you in the afternoon, but I am going to do this today. And on my morning program, starting tomorrow, um, I'll do an update of my weight. I'm trying to figure out how to make that all work. Anyway, uh, so accountability on January 2nd, 2020. Today, I weigh 200 293 pounds and a half, 293, actually 293.6. Yeah, up and down. Once 340, down to 240, 293.6. I'm not going to bust my chops over it, but that's where I'm at. And we've got a great program ahead of us. We're going to talk about the latest headlines. Great book interview, uh, classic Bill Bunkley Rewind that we'll have for you later on. We're going to talk with Jomo Cousins in the 5 o'clock hour about a new book that he's written on prayer. And we're going to take a look at the presidential election race, what's happening with the Democrats, what's happening with President Trump, and what the strategy will be in 2020 moving forward. This promises to be a pretty incredible year. I'm Bill Carl. Thanks so much for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. Glad you're with us. You don't allow just anyone into your home, and Cornerstone Pros doesn't let just anyone join their team. Cornerstone Pros technicians are the best of the best, background checked, drug tested, and professionally trained to certify skills and dependability. Servicing air conditioners, plumbing, electrical, and generators, call 813-291-0522. For service like it ought to be, fair, fast, and friendly, call Cornerstone Pros. Hi, I'm Brian Golden, lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I want to invite you to tune in to Unfiltered Radio. Whether you're a skeptic, maybe you've been hurt by the church, or you are a Jesus follower, we want to help you in your journey of faith or investigating faith. 
On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teaching. And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look. Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden. Weeknights at 6.30 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. And welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl sitting in for Bill. And as we take a look back at 2019, one of the interviews Bill did that had a big impact and I think uh, is worth uh, sharing again took place just a few weeks ago with a guy named Jeffrey Rogers, movie producer, who put together a documentary called Blind Eyes Open. It actually comes out nationwide January 23rd, and it explores the epidemic of human trafficking in the U.S., and I thought we could share that with you uh, for this segment in the next. Reminds you, coming up uh, in just a few moments, we're going to have a chance to talk with uh, Jeffrey Rogers, who is the executive producer of a new movie, Blind Eyes Open. It's a movie um, about a documentary on sex trafficking, and uh, it's going to be coming to movie theaters in January, and we wanted to take an opportunity to have uh, a little bit of an advanced look uh, at uh, this opportunity. And there are some ties uh, right here to um, ourselves here in Tampa. Now, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. We're talking a little bit about uh, the culture of what we see around us, and and that is angry people. Angry. Now, we talk about as Christians the fruit of the Spirit, which we can find in the book of Galatians. Now, let me be clear. We all struggle with always being kind, always being good, having our heart in the right place, being focused into Jesus 24-7, not getting off the path in the flesh. But it's amazing, even as I watch the silliness, the silliness that is going on has been going on now for the second day, well, multiple days, in the United States House of Representatives in the Judiciary Committee. This is just a a constant back and forth that it's amazing to me how blindsided people get. It's amazing to me that if you've got an anger issue, how you are blindsided to that anger issue at times, or maybe all the time. Uh, we, we tend to be blindsided unless someone comes up alongside us in love and uh, points out maybe a few aspects of what they observe. And by the way, when you do that, and if you're going to do that, always have um, not only be completely prayed up, um, research every possible a biblical verse that has to do with that blind side. Because talking about it and hopefully praying about it is uh, the more that you focus in and you repeat God's word back to God in a prayer request, that's where you tend to get more specific answers based on Scripture. 
rather than just a general prayer, depending on your knowledge of the Bible, you know, when you say, Lord, I this verse on anger, this verse on how anger affects people, uh, even to the point where you, you'll read the verse about uh, parents, do not provoke your children. You see, today we are in a provoking society. I'll give you an example. Um, some of you may know where Hillsboro Avenue uh, intersects um, on the backside of the of the airport, um, and, uh, and so once you come and, and you pull out on Hillsboro, you either go left to town and country, or you pull pull right on Hillsboro. And I'm talking about um, is it Eisenhower? Anyway, the, the major uh, road that parallels the Veterans Expressway. If you take a right on the Hillsboro, and if you're going to take that first left, um, it's always a little bit of a challenge sometimes to get over there and get queued up. But at that left-hand turn, uh, there's two lanes that turn left. So you turn left, and then the right lane, eventually, you have to merge into the left. And uh, that's one of two areas that I always do my um, sociology observations. And sure enough, last night uh, I was in the right lane, and as we turned left, I just turned left and was moving in, and I was about to uh, put my blinker on to merge into the left lane, which becomes the two-lane road. And uh, a car came surging up in that left-hand lane, got within one foot. And now we're traveling at 30 miles an hour. Got within one foot of the car in front of it to absolutely send me a signal that you are not coming in this lane. I'm here. I'm forcing my way in. You go. You go back, whatever you're going to do. And you know what was funny? Once we turned the corner, I think we went no further than maybe 10 football fields, 900,000 yards. And next thing I know, he turns his blinker on (laughs) and pulls into the gas station. And I'm thinking to myself, myself, you must be so wound up that you're going to turn in the gas station and you want to make sure you don't give up one position. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Conservatives and in particular evangelicals who minimize the importance of President Trump's judicial appointments betray a naivete about the growing perils to religious liberty in our country today. Too many do not grasp the sheer number of cases on the religious clauses of the First Amendment that have reached the high court in recent years. The Hobby Lobby decision in 2014 and the Masterpiece Cake decision of 2018 are perhaps the highest profile of the enormously important decisions we've seen, and the cases keep coming. 
The court has recently agreed to review decisions by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit on the ability of two Catholic schools in California to operate out of Christian conviction. The answer from the court will be crucial to the future of religious education across the country. For those whose faith is crucial to their lives, the Trump judges make all the difference in the world. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit Do I Have With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says the U.S. has indications that Iran or its proxy forces may be planning additional attacks against American interest in the Mideast. Esper spoke to reporters at the Pentagon. Former Obama Housing Secretary Julian Castro ending his run for president, the former San Antonio mayor, languishing around 1% in the polls and has lagged behind his 2020 rivals in fundraising. Today marks 29 straight days of walkouts in France. The nationwide walkouts against the government's pension plan started on December 5th. The strikes have crippled train and metro services in Paris and across the country. U-Haul has a New Year's resolution cut down on hiring people who smoke. The moving company says it won't hire nicotine users in the 21 states where it is legal to do so, saying that it wants to make its work environment healthier. This is SRN News. What would you do if you knew skills designed to help you generate income and build confidence toward your retirement goals? Get started by joining the more than 500,000 people who've attended a class at Online Trading Academy. The first introductory class is free. Call 888-989-6525 to register in this new year. That's 888-989-6525, 888-989-6525 or otaclass.com. When it comes to living life well, friends are not optional. They're essential. Hi, this is Chuck Swindoll. There is no substitute in our lives for a friend, someone to care, to listen, to comfort, and even at times to reprove us. And I'm discovering that friends must be cultivated. They are not automatic. What does the Bible say? He who has friends must show himself friendly. You know, like reach out. So choose them carefully, okay? Choose them wisely. But choose some friends and work at being a friend. Both are essential. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org.
Thank you for making my dream a reality and publishing my very first book. Karen Notner is author of Is Jesus Your Pearl? You encouraged me, you laughed with me, and you held my hand through the entire process. Karen's publisher is Zulon Press. Do you dream about publishing? Make the dream real with America's fastest-growing Christian book publisher. Your free publishing guide is waiting at ChristianPublishing.com. Thank you so much to all the wonderful professionals at Zulon Press. Visit Zulon Press at ChristianPublishing.com. Listen to us wherever and whenever by downloading our mobile app, streaming at our website, or on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Today, millions of people all across America are building a life in recovery from addiction and mental illness. Helping themselves and helping each other. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, I'm Bill Carl. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith Talk 570 and 910. It's January the 2nd, filling in for Bill Bunkley and also taking a look back at some of the things that Bill did that I thought were uh, in particular uh, needful to hear again. Uh, stuff that's coming up, including a movie called Blind Eyes Opened. It debuts in the nation, uh, across the nation rather, uh, January 23rd. It's produced here locally by a guy named Jeffrey Rogers, who also produced a movie called Surrender the Secret. Uh, and uh, maybe if you're familiar with Pat Layton's story, uh, that's part of that. But I thought we'd continue with Bill's interview with uh, Jeffrey Rogers. Well, my next guest, uh, Jeffrey Rogers, is executive producer of Blind Eyes Opened. And uh, he hails from right here in Tampa. He is the CEO and co-founder of the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. Also, the producer of the faith-based documentary, Blind Eyes Open. And as I mentioned just before the break, uh, it's going to be January 23rd is the date that it's going to uh, premiere on a wide basis. Back in 2011, uh, Jeffrey uh, left a 15-year career as a successful corporate executive at IBM to pursue his nonprofit ministry work, which aims to um, raise the awareness of important social issues affecting our culture today. His Tampa, Florida-based nonprofit production company, Ships of Tarshish, has produced two projects, Surrender the Secret and the forthcoming Blind Eyes Open, a first-of-its-kind nationwide Christian documentary about the truth of sex trafficking in America. Uh, Jeffrey Rogers, good to have you with us today. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate your time. Good to be on. It's good to have you with us. Let's talk about that decision for just a moment, the decision to leave the corporate world, the decision to enter the uh, realm of, uh, of non-profiting um, uh, social ministry. And, of course, a big component of that is not only what the Lord lays on your heart, but also the fundraising that goes along with that. That was a big decision, wasn't it? 
Oh, it certainly was. And my wife and I, my wife Carrie and I looked back and we recognized God was really preparing us for a matter of years for that decision. And as much as I pushed back on it, God then had other plans for us. And actually my IBM division got sold off in a divestiture. And so that helped the process along. But uh, when we finally made that decision in 2011, it felt like an easy one. But I also know that God only shows us a small, small glimpse of what's yet to come because uh, since 2011, it's been an amazing journey trying to walk out the faith of obedience to what God called us to do. Mm. Human trafficking, especially here in the Tampa Bay area. And unfortunately, we have led the area in terms of all of the strip clubs, all of the excessive partying when it comes to football games, Super Bowls, etc. Now we've got WrestleMania coming in. We're going to have a Super Bowl. Uh, much talk is already going on between law enforcement, uh, political leaders, about the fact that there will be um, numerous individuals traveling here to profit off the money of human trafficking. And it always gets me, uh, Jeffrey, here we have uh, Sheriff Grady Judd once again. It seems like every six weeks he's arresting 100, 200 people uh, for sex crimes. And I still don't understand, and it seems like almost every time they bust somebody from, bust someone from employment at uh, Disney World, I mean, how many people are into this pornography or into this human trafficking thing? It seems like it has just taken over at least half the culture. Well, a couple stats I can, I can show is we identify about 15% of American men by sex. And when you talk about pornography, we've seen stats that say maybe 60 to 70% of all men in America, no matter if they're in the church or outside of the church, are either addicted to pornography or regularly viewing it. And so two very widespread issues that you're identifying there at one time. Hmm. We know it's an epidemic here in America, but I think we hear a lot of news. I talk about this very regularly on my issues program in the afternoon, but I think a lot of parents hear about it. They kind of monitor it. I'm not so sure they really know how at risk their children are because of all of the absolutely unseen, it's like highways into your home once you have the kids on the Internet. Talk about that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's honestly why we named this film Blind Eyes Opened. It's because there's so many people in America that either some, you know, some potentially intentionally, but but more so just unintentionally out of ignorance, turning a blind eye to this problem, not really understanding the magnitude of the problem, that there are an estimated over 100,000 kids in America trafficked for sex every single day. These are American-born kids trafficked by Americans and purchased by Americans. Tampa Bay is identified as one of the top 14 cities in the country for sex trafficking by the FBI. And so it's a very real issue. And for parents to recognize that their kids They've got to understand what are those highways into the home. So it's the tablet. It's the cell phone. It's, it's you know, what are your kids doing on the weekends? We've got to make sure we understand where our kids are and that we're showing them the affection and love that they need because that's one of the things these traffickers are expert at is identifying those kids with low self-esteem, and they engage them either through social media or they go to the shopping malls or the, the bus stops, et cetera, and they're looking for kids with low self-esteem to begin to show them affection and so-called love, and the kids fall for it. And before long, they're trapped up in this industry and really have no way out. Now, in just a moment, uh, we'll be talking about uh, a new movie. It is Blind Eyes Open, but right now, if you buy your home or office PC, 
uh, go to uh, the website blindeyesopen.com, all one word, blindeyesopen.com. And right there, there is a trailer as well, but hold off watching the trailer till the interview is done. Uh, so you won't want to miss our time uh, with uh, uh, Jeffrey Rogers. And, again, that website is blindeyesopen.com. I want to come back and talk about the church. And, uh, and by the way, uh, just for some of you to be aware of, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. But tell us a little bit. Uh, you've already had your previous project, which is Surrender the Secret. Tell us um, what's behind this documentary, Blind Eyes Opened. Well, the main objective is to show the truth of sex trafficking in America and the fact that there's hope, and there's hope in Christ to solve this problem. And so we've produced this as an objective to engage the church, to engage Christians on this topic and have them become aware, and then to engage in standing up in their own community and say, you know what, we're just not going to tolerate this behavior anymore in our community. We're going to put an end to this. And on January 23rd, when the film comes out, it's going to be a Fathom event. So Fathom Events is the one that picked this up and distributing it in nearly 800 theaters nationwide on January 23rd. And when we talked to them, when they saw the documentary, one of the pieces of feedback they gave was, you know, there there are 100 documentaries on sex trafficking. But what's different about this one, and the reason why they picked this one up, is because it shows that there's hope in Christ. It shows the testimonies of the six very courageous survivors that are featured in the film, and not only talks about the depths of darkness and despair that they went through, but also as part of their testimony, it shows Jesus Christ as their hope for a restoration, for a recovery for the rest of their life. And so that's really the key differentiator that Fathom picked up on to distribute this film. Now, this was six years in the making. Uh, That's quite a project. Tell us about that. Well, it has been an incredible project. First thing I'd say is my wife and I fully believe that spiritual warfare is real. And I say that not lightly because it has been an incredible journey of ups and downs to the point where our objective was just to complete this film out of the obedience that we believe God called us to do and tell the story that he called us to tell. And amazingly, it just keeps going because as soon as we got the film done, it's when Fathom picked it up and said, you know what, we're taking this into 800 theaters. Just this week now, they're also adding Blind Eyes Opened to a new Fathom church network that they're doing. So churches across the entire country are also now going to have the ability to show this film in their churches for 30 days following that Fathom release. And the churches can take a percentage of the ticket price, et cetera, to help them with the cost of showing it. And so the distribution mechanism here just keeps growing and expanding. So it's just been an incredible journey, and um, only God knows what's on the other side of this. Mm. And that website to check it out right now is uh, blindeyesopened.com. That's blindeyesopened.com. Jeffrey Rogers, let me ask you a question. And, of course, different churches are doing different things. But on a general sense, in America, in Florida, in Central Florida, in West Central Florida, are churches doing enough in their youth groups? Are churches doing enough to to be on the front lines of this battle? Um, In some instances, to be a safe haven. Um, are, Are they doing all they can do or... I know that we have a lot of churches that have implemented uh, safety precautions uh, among staff about not being alone. 
but are they doing enough to be proactive? And, and if they find out about a situation, do they know what to do with it? Well, I'd say some are and, and some aren't. And, and so it really just depends on that individual church as far as how much they've engaged in this topic. And so it not only is an education and awareness for the staff, which has to be done to make sure they understand what some of the identifiers are to, to recognize kids that might be in trouble, but it's also an education of the students themselves because it's, it's a great opportunity for churches to get in front of these students in their youth groups and educate them about this. And it's also an opportunity for the senior leadership of the church to literally stand at the pulpit and call it what it is and, and call out the fact that we know we have this pornography issue that's fueling the demand for sex trafficking in America. We know these statistics of showing how many individuals are wrapped up in this in the church and outside of the church. And to allow the church to engage the congregants in a discussion that says, okay, we know this is sin and Jesus is the answer, and to begin to call out that answer. And so uh, across the board, I think any church could do more, but there certainly are a lot out there that are doing really good work already. Mm. Got about a minute left before a hard break, minute and a half or so. Um, Talk a little bit about the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Word, the power of the Gospel, because it can transform lives and it can truly uh, take away the the what the moths have eaten. We've heard that in Scripture. Talk about that as our final topic. Well, I appreciate that, and that's really, again, what this film is showing. We learn through these six courageous survivors their transformations with Jesus, and so the film's showing and telling the hope in Jesus for the restoration of survivors. It's also showing the hope in Jesus for those that are caught up in pornography or addicted to purchasing sex to set those buyers free. And I would even say that for the traffickers who we wish spend the rest of their lives in prison, but even they are not past the redemption of Jesus Christ. And so that is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power of Jesus to help set that captive free. And that's the major message that this film gets across. And so we really look forward to people going on January 23rd to see this film and learn the truth of sex trafficking and then leave the theater with hope and an action plan to engage to help stop this in their community. Well, I want to tell you, we are proud of both you and your wife for your work. We're proud of you being part of our committee, uh, committee, our, our community. And uh, Jeffrey Rogers has been my guest, executive producers of Blind Eyes Open. That website is blindeyesopen.com, blindeyesopen.com. Again, that's a, an interview Bill conducted a few weeks ago with Jeffrey Rogers, who's the executive producer of the new movie Blind Eyes Open, coming out in theaters January 23rd of this year and if you uh, have a heart for children if you have a heart uh, to see human trafficking uh, stopped uh, then this is something that you want to be a part of uh, church leaders you can be a part of this and you can again learn more at blindeyesopened.com coming up in our next segment you know how it goes you start buying and buying getting ready for christmas and pretty soon uh, you are definitely in the red when it comes to the credit card statements how do you get yourself out of it We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up next on the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl, subbing in. We want to know, how do you use WebEx? Last week, I started a meeting on my office computer, but had to go across town for another meeting. So Mike drove, and I was able to finish my WebEx meeting using the WebEx app on my smartphone. This is how you do business. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others. Anytime, anywhere. 
on their desktop, on their laptop, or mobile device. Go to WebEx.com right now and try WebEx free. WebEx from Cisco. W-E-B-E-X.com. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little known solution we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money too our service is free don't miss the great savings call now 800-651-3235 800-651-3235 that's 800-651-3235 health markets insurance agency is dba of insphere insurance solutions inc licensed in all states product availability varies Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com. You're an author writing a Christian book, so you may know this cheery little fact. Old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. You know your book is fabulous, but hey, if it's not what a publisher needs, eh, all you need is your book in print. You want it on Amazon. You want to spread the word the way you've written it, so do it. Forget old-fashioned publishing. Publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Fast and affordable, Zulon Press gives you the power to put your Christian book on the market the way you want it. Zulon Press knows your mission because they have the same mission. Publish your book, see it on Amazon, be a published author with Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. Get your book hot off the press. Zulon Press. Find your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications. The same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. Listen to us wherever and whenever by downloading our mobile app, streaming at our website, or on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, and at radio.com. Recovery is real. We believe in you. Every day, millions of people celebrate recovery from addiction and mental illness while others begin their journey. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
I'm Bill Carling for Bill Bunkley. Thanks for listening today, <laughs> this day after New Year's Day. And you know what? You could tell me it was a Saturday, and it would feel like that to me. I, it is just this something. Somebody posted a picture uh, on Facebook or something like that, and it was just a calendar, and it showed most of December and most of January, and then you had that week between Christmas and like January the 6th and they just it was just all blurry because that's exactly what happens isn't it it's like most people are on vacation the kids are definitely out of school things are going on you're going crazy and you, it's like is this is it it you know what it's like if there is another dimension time wise this is the time that we would be able to access this if you wanted to walk back in time you could probably find a shimmery door somewhere and just, eh, I'm going back to 1923. I don't suggest it, though. They didn't have penicillin. At any rate, um, one of the other things that's kind of funny is uh, we typically get our Christmas decorations up a day or two after Thanksgiving. And this year, we have our Christmas decorations down. In fact, yesterday, that's most of what I did is I got up on the roof and got all the Christmas lights down, got everything put away, uh, lined up a few things. I think Missy is actually working on the tree today while I'm here with you. And in another 24 hours, every evidence of Christmas pretty much will be gone. The wrapping paper has been put away. Uh, The kids have uh, dismantled all of the packaging surrounding their gifts. The only thing that lets you know that Christmas was even close is when you get that credit card statement. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) Oh, no. And uh, I actually was taking some time to look at ours and... It wasn't even just the gifts this year. It was all the food and the entertaining and everything that went along with that. And pretty soon, what you thought was a pretty stable budget is just poof. So a couple of things that you and I can both do if uh, we got out of hand with the credit cards is, one, let's get ourselves to a place where we don't need the credit cards. I have a great friend who's followed the whole Dave Ramsey philosophy, and Trent and Heather, I mean, they don't. They don't buy anything unless they got cash for it. And when it comes to Christmas, I think by July, they're all budgeted out for that. How awesome would that be if we could do that? But that said, if you find yourself in a place where the credit card got a little bit abused, there's some burn marks on it, uh, you are not alone. In fact, right now, uh, the average American consumer, according to the National Retail Federation, spent more than $1,000 on gifts this season. Uh, and that's uh, with six out of 10 Americans not having even, even $1,000 in savings in the first place. So that typically comes from the credit card. So how do you get through that? How do you kind of pull yourself out of that in the new year? Well, one way is just to make sure that you pay those credit cards off and go cash only. And there's a way to do that. Now, you've probably heard Dave Ramsey talk about this. It's called the snowball uh, method in which you pay off your highest credit card or your highest interest rate card first. So if you have two cards, let's say, we have two cards, we don't use one, but let's just say you have three cards. One has an interest rate of ridiculously high, 20%. The other one is at 16%. Maybe you got a teaser rate one that's like at 14 to 10%. Pay the high one off first, the high interest rate. And then when you're done, you keep uh, paying on the other cards using the money that you use to pay off the other card. So if you were uh, if you were just paying the balance on a couple of them or the interest, and then you're really aggressively paying off one, as soon as you're finished, you take that money you were outlaying for the one card and you apply it to the next highest interest rate card, 
and you kind of work your way off there. It kind of, as you do that, it helps redo that. But then there's another way to do it. Uh, and uh, the guy at bankrate.com, Craig McBride, the chief financial officer, said another way to do it is pay off your small balances first. And that gives you kind of the courage to understand that you can pay off that big one. And so that's another uh, way to do that. Now, one thing that a lot of folks agree on, and I would say this, if you have an emergency fund, and you should, I would agree with Dave Ramsey on this for sure. I don't agree with him on everything, but I would agree with this. You should have $1,000 cash in the bank. And that is kind of your, we had to run to the emergency room money, the refrigerator broke down or the AC broke down, we had to get it fixed Monday. Uh, there's a crisis. I got to fly see Aunt Maud in Milwaukee kind of money. You should have that thousand bucks in the bank uh, at any time. And here's what financial experts are saying. Don't use your emergency money to pay off that credit card. Okay. That's the one thing I'd say. Just hold on, uh, do the snowball the strategy, whatever that is. But on those credit cards, don't use that emergency fund because the, what happens is you have that emergency and you end up just slamming it on the credit card again. And pretty soon you're kind of caught in the same trap. So some good words going into 2020. Oh, did you see the Barbara Walters thing? This is 2020. Very, very funny. And uh, we'll keep you uh, up to date throughout the year on how you can improve your finances throughout the next year. And we've got big stuff happening in uh, the four o'clock hour. We're going to talk about the latest news regarding fundraising among the Democrats and with President Trump. Some interesting news there. Another uh, contender dropped out of the primaries for the uh, Democrats. And in the five o'clock hour, my friend Jomo Cousins, you can hear him every weekday at one in the afternoon during Fresh Wind Radio. He's written a book on prayer, prayer life, the conversation. And as a guy who gets up every morning at 6.30 and prays live with people all around the world uh, via phone and Facebook, he's somebody who knows a little bit about prayer. We'll talk with him in the 5 o'clock hour about his latest uh, book and how you can access that. And uh, we're also looking forward. Can you believe it's almost time for the Strawberry Festival? How did we get here, right? Uh, So coming up January 12th, in conjunction with that, Franklin Graham, son of Billy Graham's in town, Uh, The Sunshine State Tour in Plant City and Decision America. We'll be talking about that over the next couple of weeks, too. Thanks for listening to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl subbing in, and I know everybody said it already, but Happy New Year. Be right back. Hey, Bill Carl here from Mornings on Faith Talk 570 and 910. And if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, this is for you. For years, Moss Nissan has led the way in offering special pricing and care to first responders and military through the You Serve, You Save program. Now, if you serve God in our community, you're included. Our friends at Moss Nissan know that when things go wrong, pastors and churches are on the front lines, ministering to those in need. That's why they're extending the You Serve, You Save program to pastors, associate pastors, worship leaders, and church staff of any denomination. When it comes to faith and family, the Moss family shares our values. So if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, know that they're behind you. And ask about the You Serve, You Save program for pastors and church workers, available at any of the three Moss Nissan locations, so you can save on your purchase of a new or previously owned vehicle. Go see my friends at Moss Nissan, Tampa, Newport, Ritchie, and Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. 
Today's violent protests have ended at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, but Defense Secretary Mark Esper tells reporters Iran or its proxy groups may still be aiming to hurt America. There are some indications out there that they may be planning uh, additional attacks. Uh, that's nothing new, right? We've seen this for two, three months now. So uh, if, if that happens, um, then we will act. And, and by the way, if we get word of attacks or some type of indication, we will take preemptive action as well. Uh, to to protect American forces, to protect American lives. Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley tells reporters the U.S. Embassy compound in Baghdad is well fortified. It is highly unlikely to be physically overrun by anyone. There is sufficient combat power there, the air and ground, that anyone who attempts to overrun that will run into a buzzsaw. Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley speaking from the Pentagon. Also at townhall.com, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison says his country is at the mercy of nature to extinguish the wildfires that have ravaged Australia. In a fire like this, it goes on, and it will continue to go on as, as those in the agencies have advised us until we can get some decent rain uh, that can um, deal with some of these fires that have been burning now for, for many, many months. Authorities have rated this fire season the worst on record. Over 12 million acres of land have burned, at least 17 people killed, and more than 1,400 homes have been destroyed. Today marks 29 straight days of walkouts in France. The nationwide walkouts against the government's pension plan started on December 5th. The strikes have crippled train and metro services in Paris and across the country over the Christmas New Year period and continue to cause severe disruptions. The Dow is up 331 points, and the Nasdaq finished up 119. More on these stories at townhall.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. I was feeling so bad. I got to a point where I needed some help, so I reached out and contacted Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. They were able to take all of my different payments and put them all together. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges. Reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. And they were actually able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000 in the last 18 months. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Stephanie, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. Ten cars were shot at on Interstate 4 and Interstate 95 in Central Florida. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office says no injuries reported. The damage by the Wednesday shooting appears to have been caused by a BB or pellet gun. John James was in one of the vehicles that was shot at. He tells WFTV he wonders what the shooters were targeting. Kind of ironic, like it's another van that is similar, similar like ours, you know. It's like, what are you targeting, vans um, or, like, travelers? What are you doing? The vehicles hit in the shooting were near Deltona, DeLand, and Daytona Beach. Coast Guard has called off the search for five crew members of a crab fishing vessel that sank New Year's Eve off Alaska. They had searched the chilly waters about 170 miles southwest of Kodiak Island for 20 hours. Two crew members were found alive. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. 
Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk AM 570 and AM 910. But if you live in the Lakeland, Winter Haven, Auburndale area, check us out on FM 102.1, streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our... Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Faith Talk 570 WTBN Online at letstalkfaith.com A service of the Salem Media Group. Hey, thank you for listening today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Bill Carl in for Bill Bunkley. <clears throat> you know that song. It's back from the 70s. It's magic or whatever it was. And as uh, Jose was playing the walk-up music there, I guess it's walk-up music. I'm not really a baseball player, but you know what I'm saying. The bed music, intro music. Uh, I was just flashbacking so hard to uh, when I was a kid and uh, we made this journey across the country in my dad's ranch wagon. And we were having this conversation about it uh, during the holidays, my brothers, my brother and my sisters and I, about how back in the day, uh, this whole safety seatbelt thing was like, what? I mean, a seatbelt. I remember when the seatbelt up front didn't have the lap belt extension. It was just a seatbelt across. And then you had basically, um, you know, the back seat belts. And then if you sat in the way back of the ranch wagon by Ford, it was just like kind of a, I don't know. There were no seatbelts. So the way it worked in our family was mom and dad sat up front. The baby seat went in the middle in the back and faced forward. And it was basically baby seats back in the 70s uh, were made out of metal <laughs> with a little bit of padding. And then my two sisters sat on the other side or my sister sat there. And then me and my brother had to sit with the luggage in the back seat of the ranch wagon and just hope that nothing horrible happened. It's amazing how we all lived through that, isn't it? Or maybe not. Anyway, it's great to be in for Bill Bunkley uh, this uh, this uh, Thursday. It, I talked about this in the 3 o'clock hour. I, am I the only one who, during this time of year, it's so easy to lose track of time? I mean, I know Christmas Eve was... This past Tuesday, and I know Christmas Day, well, Nate, no, okay, wait, wait, see, that's what I'm talking about, okay, so (laughs) today is Thursday, Christmas was a week and two days ago, and then New Year's was this week, it's just messed up, it's just really, really messed up, and I'm kind of looking forward to when the kids go back to school, because that means we all get our sense of time back. So, yeah, there that is. I do know this. We've got a lot of things happening coming up in January when time comes back. Franklin Graham is coming to the Strawberry Festival uh, on January 12th, and he'll be there Sunday morning at 11 a.m., and then there'll be a 4 to 7 o'clock service, 
And this is the kind of thing, if you are trying to maybe see one of your family members come to Christ or somebody you know about, just, hey, you know what? I'm taking you to the Strawberry Festival. You don't have to pay for it. I'll pick you up a really nice strawberry shortcake. I like the ones at St. Clemens. You may like them somewhere else. And, uh, yeah, we're going to catch a little bit of music and some speaking. And, you know what, I'll even buy you those really cool French fries they have at the Strawberry Festival. That's how you do that with Franklin Graham. And that, again, is coming up the 12th of January at the Florida Strawberry Festival. And we'll have links up that uh, soon at letstalkfaith.com. And now that we've all kind of taken a break, by the way, can I just tell you this? This is pretty cool. I made it through Thanksgiving. I made it through our uh, Christmas open house at our place, and I made it through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and New Year's Eve without talking politics. I did it. I absolutely did it. Couldn't be more proud of myself because I don't know how your family and friendships are. Uh, My family is, man, we have everybody. We have people who are so far to the left that if they were birds, they could only fly counterclockwise. And we have people who are so far to the right uh, that they would drain the wrong way if they were below the southern hemisphere. It's just kind of that way in my family. And so some of the stuff that I kind of learned uh, through the holidays and through that experience was I (laughs) I learned to just appreciate everybody for who they were and where they were at and be cool with that for then. And then, you know, if the conversation came up or we needed to talk about values, then that could be discussed. But uh, I really did try to keep it to a level of, you know what, let's play gin rummy. (laughs) And we made it. But now that we're back from the break, we can kind of get into what's going on. Uh, New fundraising numbers coming out for the candidates. And it's pretty telling uh, on the Democrat side who's pulling in the money. Bernie Sanders in the last quarter, uh, $34 million. Uh, coming up behind him, Poop, 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 Buttigieg. <laughs> Sorry, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Judy, anyway, you say it the way you want to say it. Uh, I think $24 million. And then Andrew Yang, who I don't know if you've walked, watched any of those debates, has been kind of a compelling character, uh, came up with uh, like $16 million. So. That's it. But on the uh, GOP side, Trump pretty much blew past all of them. I think right now he's sitting on around $100 million. And they're saying that the impeachment effort uh, has really mobilized the base in the sense that now $46 million in the fourth quarter of 2019. I think that kind of says everything about strategy. I think it says everything about where people's minds are at. And while I guess if you combined all of the opponents numbers, that's kind of along the same line, it's a pretty powerful statement. Now, going into uh, the primaries later this year and starting in Iowa, New Hampshire and all these places, that will be a bellwether. Right now, they're just kind of back and forth and we kind of look at money and who's got the TV ratings. But uh, who makes a big surprise splash in Iowa? I don't know. I think the Democrats are in a really difficult place, and it's this. To win that nomination, and you see this in every political primary situation, you saw it with the Republicans in 2016, you're really catering to the base. So you're trying to bring that red meat all the time. And and that doesn't bode well for centrists and moderates 
uh, folks like Amy Klobuchar, who are really, I think, what you would consider somewhat of a moderate, um, it, it's hard for them because the more radical elements of the left, which would be your uh, AOCs, uh, the squad, uh, those folks, they tend to favor a guy like Bernie Sanders. And Bernie right now is way out in front in farm uh, farmland. Well, I guess so. Uh, fundraising way out front in terms of polling numbers. He's just way ahead because he really does represent that far left of the Democrat Party that is really leaning toward more of what would be uh, kind of a neo-socialist movement or at least kind of a more of a governmental structure uh, that invests more uh, within domestic issues, I guess would be a way to say that. And then folks like Amy Klobuchar or Pete Buttigieg, uh, who tend toward kind of a more moderate stance or some of the guys, they tend to get disappeared in that. But but what happens is, as you start to have a front runner and you have more people drop out of it, guys like Julian Castro, who at one point wanted to decriminalize border entrances, as those folks drop out and the party coalesces around that, uh, you're typically on both sides of the aisle, uh, Democrat or Republican, you're going to have some type of push toward the middle, except for this. Uh, in 2015 and 2016, when President Trump was running against guys like uh, Cruz and uh, all the rest of that cast, it never moved toward the middle, did it? It never moved toward the middle. It moved to the right hard. It moved to those key issues uh, that people were and continue to be concerned about. And so that throws everything out of kilter because – you can't say one way or the other if this thing moderates. You, you can't say, well, so they're going to go through the primaries and uh, eventually somebody will rise out of that who's more of a moderate and take the wins. And then guys like Bernie Sanders will become kind of uh, they thought they were going to be the wannabes, but they turned out the gunnabies, but they turned out to be the wannabes. Uh, probably a big example of that was Howard Dean several cycles ago where he was just on top of it all until he screamed, and then that was it. You can't guarantee that that happens. And so coming into uh, the primaries, the Democrats' nomination, and then eventually the general election against uh, President Trump, you have a real chance here of not having having somebody moderate. You have somebody, uh, you have a real chance there of hard, hard left up against hard, hard right and then where do we go from there in terms of a, a, an extraordinarily polarized uh, electorate? So it, it's tough on candidates who maybe are, and I, I would think probably, again, I would probably consider uh, Joe Biden in this uh, classification. Uh, I mentioned Amy Klobuchar, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi's having a really difficult time right now. It, it's hard for those who would be the candidate in a moderating debate to hang on uh, in the face of kind of this overwhelming surge from guys like Sanders, uh, from um, uh, Warren, uh, from those who are further and further to what we would consider the hard left. And so we have to just kind of see uh, how that all pans out. But in terms of pure fundraising, in terms of being able to put dollars on the table for ad buys, uh, for social media, in terms of being able to put dollars on the table for uh, campaign infrastructure, uh, right now President Trump is really kind of outraising all of them. And so it just has to remain to be seen 
if there's any kind of credible uh, threat there moving into uh, 2020. And I think really these impeachment proceedings, wherever you're at on this, whether you find them to be justified or not justified, uh, really served as kind of a lightning rod point uh, for the whole thing. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Now, that said, one of the things that I thought was noticeable during the last campaign was when bad stuff came out, it kind of all came out with plenty of buffer room to make it right. If there were implications and accusations and all these zations against uh, the candidates and then accordingly uh, then candidate Trump, now President Trump, they all kind of came out at a space and time uh, and stuff that came out about Hillary Clinton at a space and time right up until the end where that could be dealt with and mitigated. Okay. So you have to wonder strategically who's playing the long game and how it all works out. Anyway, this year ahead of us is going to be extraordinarily interesting. It's going to be polarizing. And I think when we come down to the relationships with the people that we are around day to day, the people that we would call family and friends, it is so important and key to be able to discuss these issues, to be able to take on uh, what's going on in the news and the events of the day with a sense of, as Bill Bennett says, with candor and goodwill, uh, to be able to understand that whatever the, the philosophies of the candidates on the right or the left, uh, that we have to be able to be with each other, that we have to be able to love each other and care for each other in a way that goes beyond that. Uh, we have to be able to say, this is what I believe, this is how I'm voting, but I can still respect you and I can still treat you with kindness and uh, and respect. And I think this is particularly, you know, from a Christian worldview. Uh, I have a great friend, Alan, and he and I have been friends since Bible college. And he said it, and I don't know where he got it, but I've adopted it. And it just says this, you can't evangelize those who you antagonize. And so the key for us over the next 12 months will be to stick with what we believe, to honor that, to honor God with integrity, and to love those around us with grace and mercy, to uh, treat others as we'd like to be treated. To do unto others as we would have done unto us. More coming up on the Bill Bunkley Show. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk, 570-910, AM860 the answer, and AM930 the answer. More in a minute. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Conservatives and in particular evangelicals who minimize the importance of President Trump's judicial appointments betray a naivete about the growing perils to religious liberty in our country today. Too many do not grasp the sheer number of cases on the religious clauses of the First Amendment that have reached the high court in recent years. The Hobby Lobby decision in 2014 and the Masterpiece Cake decision of 2018 are perhaps the highest profile of the enormously important decisions we've seen, and the cases keep coming. The court has recently agreed to review decisions by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit on the ability of two Catholic schools in California to operate out of Christian conviction. The answer from the court will be crucial to the future of religious education across the country. 
For those whose faith is crucial to their lives, the Trump judges make all the difference in the world. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. As he leaves, he says, oh, mom, can I bring Joe as skiing instructor home for dinner tonight? And I'm, oh, sure, no problem. It doesn't happen often enough, but family mealtimes are important. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and meal planning expert Mary Beth Lagerberg shares how eating together as a family can be a wonderful gift. Oh, did I tell you Joe used to be a chef? And the door slams. So So I'm standing there having my coffee, and I know that dinner that night is going to be meatloaf, green beans, and mashed potatoes. And suddenly it didn't seem good (laughs) enough. But I had a busy day, so... That evening, I hear the two of them come in the back door, and this young man, Joe, who is single, probably in his 30s, he goes, wow, it smells like a family. What a great response, and you'll hear more from Mary Beth Lagerberg today about enjoying meals together at FamilyMinute.org. But if only you could see them, you would know from their faces there were kings and queens followed by princes and princesses there were future power people throwing love to the loveless shining a light because they wanted it seen hey thanks for joining me bill carl and for bill bunkley today here on faith talk 570 910 fm 102.3 in lakeland and uh, 100 no, FM 102.1 in Lakeland. My eyes are getting so bad. I know. It's right there on the giant television screen, isn't it? 102.1 and uh, FM 100.3 in Holiday. And uh, now that we've talked about politics and religion, we can talk about really important stuff like the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so uh, it's so funny because uh, my wife for years, particularly I would say probably the first uh, 10 years of our marriage, she would be on on Christmas Eve and on Thanksgiving. Uh, you could never say, "Hey, babe, it's going to be a while before dinner gets started. Why don't we uh, or church? Why don't we go catch a movie?" And she just felt like that was a bad thing. And I don't know what changed over the years, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, this year, uh, she said, um, the weekend before Christmas Eve, she goes, "Hey, I, I got a, I got uh, us tickets, me and you and the kids." Uh, tickets to go see Rise of Skywalker, which is really the last in the cycle of the Star Wars movies. Uh, and I, oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, I got them at Regal, or not Regal. Uh, I got them at AMC uh, Veterans. Oh, that's awesome. AMC Veterans. That's where the, the reclining chairs are. you got to reserve, so you're not going to be all, you know, uh, clogged up trying to get a seat in the movie. She goes, yeah, they're Christmas Eve. I was like, really? What? I know. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, Jose, I was like, it, it's one of those moments, it's like, that right. moment when you say to your wife, hey, can I go golfing? And she goes, of course, go golfing. And why don't you go fishing, too? You're like, ah, this is the best thing ever. So <laughs> for so. me, it's like, honey, I'm just going to go for a quick motorcycle ride. She goes, yeah, be careful. And I'm like, well, well, what? And you don't want me to pick up anything? Really? That's all. I don't have to bring the backpack. And yeah. So it was that kind of moment. So we went and uh, had a tremendous time. It's one of the first movies. My daughter is nine going on ten. And she's always had a hard time in theaters because of the loud noise. She's just that sensitive to that kind of stuff. Um, But Sarah was excited to go, and she brought some little earmuffs if it got too loud. And Zachary was with us, and, of course, my wife and I, and we went to go see it. And and i got to tell you, man, I mean, listen, 
I'm kind of I can be kind of a, a movie snob, as it were. I mean, if you want to get like, you know, kind of the actor's studio, like, well, I don't really like his technique there. You know, Lee Strasberg used to say, but I got to tell you, Star Wars for me is a piece of my life from the time I was ten years old, and I came out of that movie. Like, yes, 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 it's not as bad as the ones they made in the early 2000s. <laughs> Great flick. And I uh, got home, started thumbing through Twitter and a few things online, and all the critics hated yeah. that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I just couldn't. I just, uh, and so, uh, and Jose, you and I had this conversation. Yep. And it's funny because you said, well, don't you feel like it was just kind of rushed and not edited well? And I was kind of like, well, we had a big talk. And it's so funny that an article has just come out where uh, one of the editors for the program, Marianne Brandon, said, yeah, we kind of rushed it. Yeah. And we finished it fast. It so was a weird deadline that they had to meet to, to get it out. Well, you know, Disney owns all of that now. Yep. And Disney, when, when Mickey says, hey, it's coming out in December of 19. Um, yeah. Goofy has to say, well, that's right, Mickey, it sure is. Oh. And it, it sure did. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, they they knocked it out. And I guess all the critics were about mad about certain plot inconsistencies and, uh, you know, did it match up with the whole Star Wars canon and this kind of thing. And all I have to say is this. Well, now am I spoil? Is it is it okay? Where are we in terms of spoiler alerts? I don't know because it's been out for it's been out since the twentieth, right? December twentieth, it came out. Do and you do you do? You, is it a bad thing if I give a spoiler alert? It's all over the internet, and I believe so many people are, are just you know plugged into social media and all that. So everyone surely by now has to know. Okay, you would assume. Okay, okay. So very satisfying to me. There's a couple things that were very satisfying to me. Is there were a number of callbacks in the movie. For instance, Emperor Palpatine, when he pulls uh, that line out that he pulled back in 2000-something to young Anakin Skywalker, and he's like, he goes, and there are some who would say there are certain things that are unnatural. And I was like, that. That's a good callback. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was cool, of course, that good won, evil lost, and Ray uh, is like, I'm a Skywalker at the end. I thought that was super, super, super duper cool. Yep. And uh, the other thing is, and it drives my family nuts, is I'm kind of an expert at foreshadowing. <laughs> and early in the movie, I didn't say it out loud because my son would have throat punched me. For doing it, because he knows I know how to do it. He knows I'm right. Um, I knew that Ray was a Palpatine. I knew it. It's like Ovaltine and Palpatine. I knew, and here's when I knew. So her and um, Kylo Ren are fighting over this troop transport heading back up to the Imperial forces. Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, First Order right. forces. And um, with Chewie. With Chewie, she thinks they think Chewie is on that transport. Spoiler alert, he's not. And um, it's going up, and her and Kylo Ren are doing their little force thing to try to drag it. He's trying to free the ship. He's She's trying to drag it back down. And all of a sudden, she just grits her teeth and frowns and shoots a big bolt of lightning up and destroys the destroys the transport. 
from her fingers. From her fingers. And I thought to myself, I've only seen one character really be able to do it with that kind of juice in the whole series, and that was Palpatine. And I thought to myself, that's Palpatine's granddaughter, straight up. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch the other nod when uh, Lando said, I got a bird feeling about this? He said that again, which was really oh, prevalent in episode four. Okay, so let's be really honest about this. And they even talk about it in some of the reviews. It is a fan service movie. Yeah. It is for people like me who saw Star Wars when they were 10 years old. My sister's then boyfriend, who I couldn't stand, uh, took all of us. And so I put up with it for a night. And we all went to the Franklin Park Mall in Toledo, Ohio, uh, to go see Star Wars for the very first time. It was magic. And a year later, we moved to North Carolina and people were still lined up. There were people, and I don't, if you, you and I are about the same age, yeah, I think. Yeah. Do you remember how even a year later people were still going to see it? Oh, definitely. The big competition in school back then was how many times have you seen Star Wars? I saw it 56 times. I saw it, you know, 30 times. And then there was just kind of the, the nerd faction. There's that guy who's like, I've seen it every day for the last year. Oh, yeah. And when I'm not at home in the basement asking mom for meatloaf, that's what I'm doing. Growing up poor, I didn't get to see that release. I didn't get to go see the first Star Wars movie until Empire. I feel bad now. You've made this about you and I'm sad about that. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, I'm so glad. It's such a great movie. It is. And it's so great to have that kind of family time over Christmas and to be able to connect with the kids and the wife over a movie. Hey, listen, a little more of a, a, little more of a serious subject when we come back looking into 2020 how we can be better at this christian thing that's all coming up here on the bill bunkley show and bill carl filling in always lean on me when you're not strong and i'll be your with srn news i'm john scott the U.S. is seeing a risk of more strikes against American interest in the Middle East by Iran or its proxy forces in the region. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says U.S. forces are prepared to take preemptive action if they get sufficient warning of more trouble coming. President Trump's campaign says it's raised $46 million in the last quarter of 2019 and has $1.27 million on hand as the election year begins. The sum far exceeds what Democratic candidates have reported so far. The president's campaign hall was bolstered by bumper fundraising days surrounding the president's impeachment by the House last month. Stocks getting the new year off to a roaring start and more record highs along the way. The Dow today gained 330 points, the Nasdaq up 119, the S&P ahead 27. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Don't miss the Deeper Faith Cruise, departing August of 2020. Log on today at letstalkfaith.com and click the Deeper Faith Cruise banner. Saturday mornings at 8. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. And if I have to go into foreclosure, what are the implications of, since that house is not in my trust, can they 
attach a lien against the trust? All right, well, the general answer is if you own it and you control it and it's all for your benefit, it's reachable by a creditor unless it's exempt. Ask an attorney Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. Listen to us wherever and whenever by downloading our mobile app, streaming at our website, or on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart. And at radio.com. Hi, this is Terrence Allen. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer, but you can prevent this disease. If you're 50 or older, get screened. Please do everything that you can to stay around for yourself and for your family. Screening saves lives. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Human trafficking is modern day slavery, and it happens in our own communities. Victims can be any gender age, or race. Join the Department of Homeland Security's Blue Campaign to learn how to recognize and report this heinous crime. Visit our website at www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. That's www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Your second look could be their second chance. Carl in for Bill Bunkley. And that conversation about Star Wars led to an off-mic conversation about all the big blockbuster movies Jose and I have seen. And uh, you know what the movie that came up before we jump into our topic? Uh, we were talking about Titanic when that came out. What was that, 97 or 98? It had to have been. It was, yeah, it was right before my daughter was, was born. So I yes. know. Yeah, I think it's 97 because Missy and I were not married yet. We were dating. And... Um, Took her to go see it. We went uh, over at University Theaters at that point. I don't even know if those are open anymore. But went to the movies there because she was at USF. And um, uh, there it was us and there was a bunch of moms with young kids there. And uh, every one of the moms started just sobbing during that movie. It was so emotional for them. And I felt bad for Leonardo. You'd have thought he could have gotten up on that headboard with with the Rose Jack, but um, Missy cried. Yeah, and she cried on the way out. And she looked at me and she said, "I'm affected." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Do, do you know that there was crying clubs? Oh, I believe it. They would get together and watch the movie and just 
for that moment of crying, and they were all together. It was a crying club for oh, Titanic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was so emotional. Anyway, hey, listen, so going into 2020, one of the things that I, I'm trying to purpose in my own life, and I just wanted to invite you uh, into the conversation, and the phone lines are open for you, by the way, uh, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. I have found in the last year there is so little that I can control. In the last couple of years, I can't control people's opinions. I can't control their feelings. Um, I, I can I can't I can barely control myself. Uh, there's so very little in terms of where people are at now with the way they view the world, with the view of the way they view politics, with the way they view the church, and and how we treat each other. I just have very little control over that, and I, I've, it's gone to a point where. Particularly in social media, I don't know if you follow mine at all, and if you do, that's great, and if you don't, you don't. Um, you never see me anymore make arguments, particularly as it as it relates to politics. And, and it's not because I don't have opinions. I, I definitely have opinions. It's because in that echo chamber of a million voices kind of screaming out into the ether – you can't really connect and, and convince anybody. You can't, you can't unquote, and I don't know what win means now anymore. You can't win. You just can't because you're kind of shouting something out with your keyboard. Somebody else shouts it back a different way. And then what happens? Nothing. Because it's such an unnatural relationship. You know, a natural relationship is we're sitting down over a cup of coffee or we're together in the work environment or or in some social aspect where you not only see what I'm typing, but you see me for who I am. You catch a vibe of who I am and who you are. So having found those methods pretty ineffective, uh, I've started really focusing back on me. And the question is that I would throw out there is, how do we do better at this being a Christian thing in 2020? How do I, as a person of faith, do that in a way that's more effective? How do I... And how do I, you know, and we talked about it earlier, how do I evangelize without antagonizing? How how do I, how do I get better at this? And I'd love to hear, you know, who you are and who you're looking to be in 2020. Again, that number is 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. And when I think about that, I think about my own heart, and I think about how much do I really love people versus how much do I say love? Like, I say I love everybody, but how much do I demonstrate that? And part of it is through truthfulness and honesty, and many times I'd rather kind of get closer to the line of flattering people or making them feel better about themselves and not always being completely honest. And so for Christianity, knowing that Jesus is truth, that is who he is, then if I can bring Jesus better, it's going to be through honesty. And and I know that Jesus is love, so I'm going to do that with love in my heart, not with um, you know, any grandiose idea that I have it all figured out because I don't. Okay, but but what does that look like in real life? Really, um, what it what it looks like in my life, I think, um, is that I'm going to love my friends better by being honest and help give better counsel when asked um honestly not not just making them feel better but being truthful also being willing to receive that same kind of feedback because sometimes i 
am offendable. When I say I'm not offendable, I lie because I know I am. And also with people generally in life, you know, just being just being a, a better demonstration of Jesus and having grace and mercy because that's also not always my strongest point. Like I can I can pretend it, but I don't always actually feel it or demonstrate it well. That's good, Heather. Thank you so much. You know, that's a, that, one thing that was just said that I kind of resonated with is when asked. You know, there's so many times we just kind of blurt out our stuff when we're not asked. And a lot of the time it's 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 out of a, how, a heart that's to share the Lord, which we should. Uh, there's times, though, when we just uh, we're really better off kind of living it rather than yelling it. I don't know. The question is, going into 2020, how can we get better at being Christians and and having that kind of life that people are one to, that they want to learn more, that they want to know more? How do, how do we how do we make that happen? Hey, Bill, my name is Laura, and I was just thinking about as we're jumping into this new year, I mean, new decade, <laughs> you know, what to embrace. You know, there are a lot of things that are going on in this world, and I think I will embrace the incredible words, the wise words from Bob Goff. It says, in a world full of opinions, choose instead to be an example. There are some things I'm facing right now, um, things that I am passionate about that have moved me to my core. And instead of just spewing things and saying things and typing things online, I have chosen to get involved and to be involved and to say things that are uncomfortable, um, to do things that others may not agree with, but I know that God's called me to do these things. So I've chosen instead of just sharing an opinion to be an example instead. And I I think that's the toughest thing because there is a balance. I mean, listen. Uh, you can be just another great person and not really ever say anything of impact in somebody's life. I mean, so, yeah, it is definitely kind of a words and an action uh, balance there. But I don't know. This is always the tough thing. You know, we were home for Thanksgiving, and we have family members that are of every stripe uh, in terms of their political lives, in terms of their faith life. And It's amazing to me the things that Missy and I hear about ourselves that are of impact to people who don't know the Lord. Um, And and I say that more because people will tell me about my wife because she's an angel and yeah. Uh, But a, a lot of times it's kind of the way she treats people, the way they feel around her. It's kind of become a, um, a cliche, but people will, they won't always remember what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And I just think that's, man, that is so crucial. Um, People can tell when you have an agenda. I think people can tell when you're saying something that is kind of cliche uh, that you throw out there in the middle of it. It's, you know, this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Uh, When you thank somebody and and take this slow so that you really get it. So maybe the pastor or a figure says something and you, hey, I really appreciate that. And there's kind of a, oh, well, you know, thank God, that's just the Lord, which is true. We should always give God credit for everything. At the same time, it can sound a little shallow. One of the things I do is if somebody compliments me because they had the courage to come up and say something and talk about it is I always lead with, and thank you so much for saying that. 
Thanks so much. Being genuine. You said something nice to me. Thank you for that. We're kind of talking about how to be, I guess, I talked about this this segment with Jose before, and we talked about it in terms of how to be better Christians in 2020 or how to do better at this Christian thing. And it's almost kind of like, how do I be more realistic with it in 2020? The phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Hey, what's going on, Bill? This is Scott. Dude, thanks for checking in. So you're asking how we could be better at this whole Christianity thing in 2020. And, you know, uh, I was thinking about the whole idea of being a Jesus follower versus just labeling ourselves as Christians. Because it's like, Christians, what does that actually mean? But when I'm actually following Jesus and I'm making disciples like he's called us to do, there's something transformational about that. And so, you know, I've been using the term a little more often with our friends about being a Jesus follower versus just calling myself a Christian because it reminds me of what I actually am. You know, it sort of separates the wheat from the chaff. You know what I mean? It's like people who say they're Christians but don't really have much fruit or they don't have a relationship with God. But when I'm following him, I'm pointing back to him. I'm trying to be more like him. I'm not, you know, pursuing perfection on my own, but I'm, I'm living in him. I'm abiding in Christ like it talks about in John 15 where he says, I'm the vine and you're the branches. And when you abide in me, you bear much fruit. Yeah, well, okay, so I like that idea of bearing fruit very much. I'm, I'm kind of on board. Give me, give me some more detail to that. I see those things as like, okay, as I'm connected with God and I'm growing in my relationship with him, then the things like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, those things start to grow and develop more in my life because I'm connected to him. Yeah, I'm doing those things to try to be better, but it's his holiness that covers me so that I can actually pursue those things that God's holiness grows through me and makes that develop even more. And then people ultimately will see that fruit and realize that I'm a follower of him. Amen. You know, it's, it's interesting. And Scott, I appreciate that. Um, when I was growing up, there was, he's, he's really, if you said, who's your best friend in the whole world, probably today. And I've had a number of great friendships and I'm thankful for all of them. But if you said, Bill, who's your best friend? If, if everything fell apart, who would you call? It would be a guy named Patty Webb, Patrick Webb, now that he's grown up and we're all the same age and we've got kids and grandkids and all this kind of stuff. Um, and the reason is, is that Patty came from a family that in a lot of ways was kind of like mine, kind of dysfunctional in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of fun, but a lot of dysfunction. Um, but that was the family that led me to the Lord. And I have to tell you that sometimes I doubted their sanity. Um, sometimes I just thought they were all crazy, these Christians that I knew up the street, the webs. But I never in a million years doubted that they loved me. Never in a billion years. I never, because of the way they spoke to me, because of the way they uh, didn't make fun of my parents or my family, even though we didn't believe like them, because they just just loved and loved and loved and loved and loved and never made me feel kind of less than or were condescending or anything like that. Just always knew, always knew that they cared about me. And so going into 2020, uh, that's who I want to be. I want to be that kind of person that, you know what? You might doubt my sanity. 
You might doubt my reasoning. You might doubt my politics. But I hope you never doubt that I care about you. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up with Joe Mo Cousins here on Faith Talk, 570, 910, FM 102.1 and FM 100.3. suffer from pain like joint pain, muscle pain, back pain, or painful arthritis, then you must listen to this important message. Anatoblock is a breakthrough supplement scientifically proven to quickly and effectively reduce inflammation and get rid of pain. Anatoblock is so effective, we guarantee you'll feel a significant difference in just a few days. Best of all, Anatoblock is now available to try for free. That's right. Call 800-832-2757 now and get out of pain absolutely free. Call today, 800-832-2757. Hey, Bill Carl here from Mornings on Faith Talk 570 and 910. And if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, this is for you. For years, Moss Nissan has led the way in offering special pricing and care to first responders and military through the You Serve, You Save program. Now, if you serve God in our community, you're included. Our friends at Moss Nissan know that when things go wrong, pastors and churches are on the front lines ministering to those in need. That's why they're extending the You Serve, You Save program to pastors, associate pastors, worship leaders, and church staff of any denomination. When it comes to faith and family, the Moss family shares our values. So if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, know that they're behind you and ask about the You Serve, You Save program for pastors and church workers, available at any of the three Moss Nissan locations, so you can save on your purchase of a new or previously owned vehicle. Go see my friends at Moss Nissan, Tampa, Newport, Ritchie, and Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com. We've all seen that moment in movie credits that says no animals were harmed in the making of this film. It comes and goes pretty quickly, but so much goes into making sure that happens. As a film director, I rely on the eight decades of experience American Humane brings to safeguarding animals and entertainment. Their work starts well before we ever film. They consult on scripts, advise on locations, provide guidance on training, veterinary care, workplace safety, and much, much more. Whenever or wherever we film with animals, American Humane is on set making sure we get it right. Today, their mission is more important than ever. Because when you're a director of making a movie, a television show, a web series, music video, or commercial, you're taking on a huge responsibility. And nothing is more important than making sure all of the cast and crew are safe. That includes the animals on set. Thanks to the passionate people of American Humane, we can. What would you do if you knew skills designed to help you generate income and build confidence toward your retirement goals? Get started by joining the more than 500,000 people who've attended a class at Online Trading Academy. The first introductory class is free. Call 888-989-6525 to register in this new year. That's 888-989-6525, 888-989-6525, or otaclass.com. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. So... If I understand that if I could uh, delight, stay in his presence and listen to his steps, God's going to work out everything for me. He has a better plan. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 
on Faith Talk 570, 910, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Listen to us wherever and whenever by downloading our mobile app, streaming at our website, or on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, and at radio.com. Hi, I'm Jimmy Smith. Colorectal cancer is highly preventable, yet it is the second leading cancer killer of men and women in the U.S. But it doesn't have to be. So please get screened for colorectal cancer. I did. If you're 50 or older, get screened for colorectal cancer. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in. Two famous people in that last set of spots. One was Jimmy Smith, who is in The Rise of Skywalker. You know, he's Leo Organa's foster dad. And then uh, Pastor Joe Mo Cousins of Fresh Wind Radio. Uh, every uh, weekday at 1 o'clock here on Faith Talk, he's the pastor of Love First Christian Center along with his wife, uh, Charmaine. And uh, we'll be talking with him in the 5 o'clock hour segments 1 and 2 about a book he's written called Prayer Life, The Conversation. And if you're looking for a resource to help you reconnect with your prayer life or connect for the very first time uh, going into the new year, this is like a 52-week devotional slash workbook uh, that you can get into, and we'll talk about that uh, with him. Tampa is getting famous, man. We got guys like Jomo Cousins. And, man, Jose, help me with this. Do you remember the show Ed? Vaguely. Vaguely. So there was a character on that show. I think it was Jonathan. Anyway, the whole point is they're filming a movie here in Tampa. So they're mm-hmm. filming movies in Tampa. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And if you're a uh, fan of the Food Network, which which I am, which is uh, since I spelt the first segment talking about wanting to lose weight, but I still like the Food Network. Um, there's a show on there called Beat Bobby Flay. And it's basically chefs from all around the country. And what he does is he'll take the dish that you like to make the most and he'll compete with you in it. And they've had a ton of winners on that show. They've never had, uh, they just had, they just had their very first Latin woman, Latina woman, win beat Bobby Flay. And she's from Tampa. And now I have to go try out her restaurant. Um, it's called, the restaurant is actually called, uh, it's either, now listen, help me. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's either Zillo or Zilo. It's probably Zilo. It's a Mexican restaurant. The X. It's pronounced Zilo. Zilo. Right. So the X doesn't take on a Z, it takes on an S? Correct. Anything that has a Z in it is an S sound in, in, in Spanish. Really? That's why my name is Jose Cruz, not Cruz. <laughs> you didn't know that? I didn't know you had an X in your... No, what it, the Z is pronounced with a with a an S sound, but the X becomes a Z, which now becomes the S. <laughs> yeah, am I right? Yeah. Anyway, she beat Bobby Flay, wow. which is you don't even you can't tell me you are you telling me you don't ever you've never seen Bobby Flay? Never. <sighs> I'm sorry, Bill. I don't even know where to go now. What do are, you watch? Are we still friends? Yeah, I, I guess so. I I watch um, the Great British Bake Off. Okay, see, so everything on the Food Network is a ripoff of the British. Okay, like Iron Chef, I think, yeah. started out as a BBC show. Yeah. And now it's all over Food Network. Yep. Okay. Anyway, it's, okay, think of it like that. I'm sure it was like beat some obnoxious British chef, and now it's beat Bobby Flay. 
That would be um, Jamie. What's his face? Right, Oliver. No, no, no. It's uh, Hollywood. Um, his last name is Hollywood. Paul Hollywood is the the star chef, and um, you Mar- Mary Berry. Mary Berry. Yeah. Have you heard of her? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh gosh, she's she's a she's a. a <laughs> Beat Mary Berry. <laughs> yeah. She she is like you know she's 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 got more status than the queen. Okay, with all the, right. With the British population. So right. anyway, uh, the the lady who beat Bobby Flay here in Tampa is a lady named Rosanna Rivera. Am I saying that correct? Is that how you say Rosanna? Rosanna Rivera. Rivera, yep. along with her husband Ricardo Castro, and uh, they are they own Zillo. I guess now say it now. Way it should be. If it's said. got a Z in front of it, uh huh. It's it's an S. Okay, so they beat they beat Bobby Flay. And she made one of my favorite things, empanadas. Am I saying that correctly? Empanadas. Empanadas. She made, I, and I've had a lot of empanadas. I actually go to Mr. Empanada very frequently, but now I'm going to go to uh, mm-hmm. go see my friends at Silo, uh, Mexican. Uh, she made an empanada with an, uh, whip, whipped ricotta cheese, ripe papaya, and honey. Mm-hmm. I just... First of all, I would never imagine mixing those things, but I thought that was pretty cool, man. I thought that was cool that Tampa beaten Bobby Flay, even though you don't know who he is. Well, I don't know who he is, but our, our listeners are pretty savvy. <laughs> you know, I guess this restaurant is uh, down at the Hall on Franklin near downtown Tampa, which is a great place to go uh, grab some grub and uh, sit back and have a meal. And now I have to try that. It's funny because all of the restaurants that I'm kind of into right now were started by by uh by women and they're like the head chefs there. Yep. There's a place I go to over in Armature Works called uh Hemingways and it's kind of like a new take on uh on on Cuban cuisine and that is uh Felicia and I don't know if I'm saying her name right Lacal. But anyway, uh all that to say when we mentioned that and then we mentioned the Holland Franklin that was all a very fancy way to say are you ready for this? Do you see I'm going to tie this up in a knot? Here we go. Here it comes. Franklin Graham is coming to Tampa. I know, you're, you're welcome. Wasn't that awesome? That I brought awesome. it all to a place that we can all relate. Uh, the Strawberry Festival, and I can't believe, I don't know how this is happening. They're, they're in the Strawberry Festival grounds. I don't think it's the, it, anyway, he's coming on the 12th of January, and they're going to do a Sunday morning at 11, and then in the afternoon, I think they've got a 4 to 7 Decision America rally. That's going to be packed. It will be packed. So details on that coming at letstalkfaith.com. And somehow we went from beating Bobby Flay into Franklin Graham, and I couldn't be more proud of myself. Joe Mo Cousins is coming up next. Join us Sunday at noon for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. See, Jesus made it clear in Scripture that when you begin a relationship with God, it changes you. That's why in Galatians chapter 5, we're taught the fruit of the Spirit. That when the Holy Spirit of God is living in me, I look different. That's why you'll hear me say things like, I don't have the liberty to be unkind. The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Hey there for Salem and on Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910. 
It's live music. It's awesome family time. It's outreach. And it's free. You're invited to the Franklin Graham Decision America Sunshine State Tour. Coming to Plant City at the Florida Strawberry Festival Soundstage, January 12th. Live music from Jeremy Camp. And a powerful message of hope from Franklin Graham. I'm going to be presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ, so bring your unsafe friends. Details at DecisionAmerica.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at Let'sTalkFaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says the U.S. has indications that Iran or its proxy forces may be planning additional attacks against American interests in the Mideast. If that happens, Esper tells reporters the U.S. may act preemptively if it gets advanced word of attacks by Iran or its proxies. We are prepared to uh, exercise self-defense, and we are prepared to deter further bad behavior from these groups all of which are sponsored and directed and resourced by Iran. Esper spoke to reporters at the Pentagon two days after he sent several hundred paratroopers to Kuwait as a backup force in response to an attack on the U.S. embassy compound in Baghdad by an Iran-supported militia. The daughter of a man critically injured in an attack on a Hanukkah celebration in New York is making an emotional plea to end hatred and anti-Semitism. Nikki Cohen says she hopes her 72-year-old father, Yosef, gravely wounded in the Hanukkah machete attack, wakes up to a world without hatred. We ask that you please keep our father, Yosef, in peril in your prayers, and we hope he wakes to a changed world with peace, unity, and love for all. Four other people were injured in that attack. Cohen told reporters that Newman has a grim prognosis and may have brain damage if he survives his injuries. A Texas judge sided with a hospital that plans to remove an 11-month-old girl from life support after her mother disagreed with the decision by doctors who claim the infant's in pain and that her condition will not approve. Trinity Lewis had asked Judge Sandy Bryan Marion to issue an injunction in Tarrant County District Court to ensure that Cook Children's Medical Center doesn't end her daughter Tinsley Lewis's life-sustaining treatment. Texas Right to Life, a pro-life group that opposes the 10-day rule and has been advocating for Tinsley, said the girl's mother will appeal the judge's decision. Record day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 330 points, the Nasdaq rose 119. More on these stories at townhall.com. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting and rules for recurring automated marketing text messages, message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Tom from Kane 11 and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else, I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now, socks were made in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not at Kane 11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17. That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, Kane 11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the Kane 11 promise. Once you wear a pair of Kane 11's, I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges again. Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810. That's text SOCKS. To 246810. Text SOCKS to 246810. With 29 straight days of walkouts, French rail strikes against government plans to reform France's retirement system marked a new milestone Thursday, surpassing even the lengths of strikes in the 1980s. The nationwide walkouts against the government's pension plans started December 5th. 
On Thursday, they surpassed the 1986-87 rail strike in longevity, a walkout that lasted 28 days at the SNCF National Rail Company. The current strikes have crippled train and metro services in Paris and across the country over the Christmas New Year period and continue to cause severe disruptions. Correspondent Jeremy House. U-Haul has announced plans to stop interviewing and hiring nicotine users, including people who use e-cigarettes and vaping products. The Arizona Republic reported Wednesday that the well-known truck and trailer rental company approved the nicotine-free policy set to go into effect February 1st in 21 states. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also find encouragement on our Facebook page, WTBN AM 570 and 910. Streaming at letstalkfaith.com. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Well, the president's taking a little time off. (laughs) Bill Carl, in for Bill Bunkley, and uh, thank you for listening uh, today. I appreciate it. It's such a weird feeling right now because... Christmas was a Tuesday and a Wednesday, thus making New Year's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. It just feels like we're in this weird, timeless place. It could be Monday. It could be Saturday. It could be Sunday afternoon, and you went to church, and the wife is pulling a roast out of the oven, and you wouldn't know the difference. It just feels so very odd this time of year. I would imagine Monday, when Mr. Bunkley returns, that things will feel a little bit more normal. But we're still in that weird zone where we're still eating leftovers. I found, um, man, and I love it, I found like half a summer sausage in the uh, fridge the other day and some leftover cheese from our our, uh, our open house, our Christmas open house. And because summer sausage hangs out for a while, as does cheese, it was fully, you know, fully edible. And, um, yeah, and I'm kind of proud of myself. I talked about this 
uh, in the um, in the three o'clock hour. Uh, I struggle with food, man. Some people struggle with alcohol. Some people struggle with uh, pornography. Some people struggle with drug addiction. Food is my thing. And I made it through the holidays. My 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 goal for the holidays uh, was to get through it without gaining any weight, without a net gain. And that's hard to do. Most people gain about six pounds during the holidays. And I am a little proud to say, maybe I'm bragging a little, but humbled too because I know I can blow it at any time. I made it through with like a net loss, I want to say, of two and a half, three pounds. So on January 2nd, I weighed in this morning, and I was like, okay, two pounds down, starting from Halloween all the way through Thanksgiving. Christmas about killed me, but there it is. And so now going into the new year, we can pull it all together. You know, one of the things that people pray about or really purpose in their hearts to do during the new year is to be more connected to God, to to pray more, to have a closer relationship and a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Jomo Cousins, you hear him weekdays at 1 uh, during Fresh Wind Radio, uh, has just finished, uh, really, it's more than a book. It, it's, a, it's a workbook. It's a prayer journal. It's kind of all of that, a teaching all into one. It's called Prayer Life, The Conversation. And there's not really anybody better than I know to comment on it because, and I don't know if you've caught this yet, every weekday morning at 6.30, Pastor Jomo jumps on Facebook live and he has a prayer line. In fact, if you go to lfcc.tv, you can uh, find that prayer line number. And he prays live every morning with people really from around the world uh, and has just lifted folks up for years and years and years. And so to come out with this, this book, prayer life, the conversation is so fitting and especially going into 2020. Uh, Jomo, thanks for joining us. I know you're pretty busy moving that young man in up at, uh, up in Tallahassee. Yes, sir. With a pleasure. <laughs> Is it nice to take a break, or do you still have some more to unload off the truck? We're still working, sir. We're working. My wife is working, and uh, I took a load. She said, Jomo, go do what you got to do. So uh, I'm taking care of business right now. Okay. All right. That's ostensible. I'll try to keep you on for a while so you get your strength back. But uh, I love uh, it. I appreciate <laughs> it. We'll go for a while here. Uh, listen, there are, there are, you know, over the years, there have been a lot of books on prayer. Um, some good, not so great. I've been thumbing through this, and I love it because it not only kind of takes you inside of the nuts and bolts of prayer and, and what we're doing, but it gives people a chance to, to respond and journal about that. What was it that motivated you to, to put uh, Prayer Life, the conversation, together? Well, I've, in my time, I've seen many people wonder why I pray like I pray and then how to pray and all the aspects of it. And what I, what I realized is what God spoke to me about from my life was he wants to talk to us. At the end of the day, from Genesis, God wanted to speak with us, and God hasn't changed. Jeremiah tells us before the world was formed, he knew us. So I know that God wants to speak to us. The challenge is oftentimes we don't know how to communicate and make time for God. So what I wanted to do was to create a book to really awaken our conscience. Uh, but for those who have read it, have really said it, really challenged them. And that's my whole goal, because really it's about a relationship. God wants to have a relationship with us. In Genesis, God the Father had communion with Adam and Eve. When sin came in, God had to take him out of the garden because he couldn't have sin. And then Jesus came back to bring us back in communion, fellowship, relationship. So the key aspect of it is 
to get each of us on an individual relationship with God himself. Mm. The name of the book is Prayer Life, The Conversation. Dr. Jomo Cousins is the author, and you can hear him during uh, Fresh Wind Radio weekdays here on Faith Talk, 570, 910, FM 102.1. Uh, Jomo, again, one of the things that commended this to me, and when you walked in my office a few weeks ago and handed me a, a copy of the book, you know, listen, I, I, I've been in, I've been a Christian now since the mid-80s, and I hear a lot of people talk about prayer. They talk about a good game about prayer that, you know, they can get academic with it. Uh, but one of the things that has impressed me about you is that every weekday, 6.30 a.m., you're on there. And that doesn't matter. I mean, I know a few weeks or a week or two ago, you guys were enjoying uh, some winter weather, some snow with the family. You're on there praying. I know that today you're you're unloading a truck up in Tallahassee uh, for your son, and you're on there praying. Uh, it's it's just such a consistency. Talk about the origination of the what it was the prayer line and still is, but also now on social media. How did that come about? I was in a season of my life where uh, I knew I was better than what I was. I was in the NFL for a season, and uh, it didn't work out the way I thought it. And I was at Walmart uh, working, and I was a substitute teacher. And in that season, I asked God, I said, God, your word says that each man has a gift, and his gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. And I said, Lord, I want to know what my gift is. So I sat in a season of just asking God and praying and praying. And one day in the process of me really getting committed, I told God, I said, God, I'm going to pray every day until I get a word from you. So in the process of me praying and praying and praying, uh, one day I got up and I forgot to pray. Mm. I went to the bathroom and I heard a voice said, where were you? Wow. I, I was dumbfounded. I was like, wait a second. You know, I, I pray and I think God is real. And I know God is real. But to actually hear God say, where were you? I was undone. And I said, okay. And I made it my life's goal that I'm always going to be present when God calls my name. I thought about elementary school where when I was in school, they would say your name and you say present and then say another one present. And I realized every day God is asking, are you present? Every day God wants to speak to us. Every day God wants to communicate. So when I got that real tangible, where were you? Something in me awakened. And I said, I'll ne you'll never have to ask me that question again, God. As Nehemiah, I'm going to stay on the wall. Wow. So it, it, it's a conviction. And, and so, you know, how did you move from that? We're talking with Jomo Cousins, a pastor of Love First Christian Center, about his uh, new book, Prayer Life, The Conversation. Um, Jomo, how did you go from that personal prayer time and really saying, I'm going to stay on the wall to this point where you said, you know what, I'm going to invite people to be a part of this with me in communion and community. I'm going to start this phone line and now you're doing it on, on, on Facebook live and uh, continue. And listen, when I, when I, and I don't join you every morning, but when I do and I flip on my phone in the morning and it just says Jomo cousins is live. Uh, it's just such a powerful thing to see so many people, lined up in the queue, kind of listening and praying along with you. When was that moment? It's amazing. When when I started the church, um, 
God said, Jomo, I asked God, I said, Lord, what's going to be different about our ministry? There's, there's already churches. And I said, Lord, I want to know the things that you've called me to. And he led me to the scripture, my house shall be called a house of prayer. I said, okay. So I had already had experience with conference call lines when I was a speaker. I had a Monday morning motivational call. Mm-hmm. And God said, I want you to use the same tools you use for industry for the church. So I said, okay, I can do that Mondays. But God said, no, I don't want it Monday. I want you to do it Monday through Friday. And, of course, I, I wrestled because my flesh did not want to commit to every morning well, yeah. at 630. But I eventually said, okay, yes, Lord. And we started this telephone line. It was like five people to start off with, and then it went to hundreds. And one morning, the telephone line did not work for whatever reason. And one of the people called me and said, Jomo, go Facebook Live. So Facebook Live and social media prayer was an accident, mm. total accident. And that actually blew up to where now people all over the world, because with Facebook, it posts and people could listen to it at any time. So it was all an accident, and uh, God did it. Obviously, God already knew. <laughs> A and divine accident. My, my goal, I mean, it's amazing how if you just stay in your lane, how God will, 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 will shine a light on you. Well, I got to tell you, it's it's neat to see it, and it's neat to know when I wake up in the morning that if if I'm moving and I can pull that time together to be able to to pray with you for a few minutes is just an amazing thing. And again, this book, and I want to I want to dive into it more deeply in our next segment. It's called Prayer Life: The Conversation, the workbook that helps you to pray or to work and pray through life. Uh, some of those things that you know enable you that God uses in your life to pray with people are, are all throughout this book. Where can people get the book, by the way? Uh, two places, um, jomocousins.com and amazon.com. Uh, it's on Amazon and it's on jomocousins.com. Uh, the ones from jomocousins.com, I'm signing and autographing those. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and at amazon.com. So jomocousins.com, amazon.com. Um, the reason I want to dive into this a little more deeply in the next segment is because I think, you know, and I can tell you, I go through this. Somebody says, pray. And I pray and I'm, you know, pray for me. I'm sick. Okay, great. Lord help them. They're sick. Um, and it's not like we're trying to have a contest to see how long we can pray. But if you say to the Lord, you know, I'm going to dedicate 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, whatever is that to you, Lord, to pray during the day. How do I get to that without, you know, accidentally kind of falling asleep or falling off the thought train and all of a sudden, hey, words with friends just popped up. We're going to talk about that more with uh, Dr. Jomo Cousins here in just a moment. Again, the book is Prayer Life, The Conversation. You can find it at jomocousins.com or at amazon.com. More in a moment here on the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in. and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. 
I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and his majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity, especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. Don't miss the Deeper Faith Cruise, departing August of 2020. For more details and to join Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien on the Deeper Faith Cruise to Alaska, log on today at letstalkfaith.com and click the Deeper Faith Cruise banner. What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. As followers of Christ, we should maintain self-control and discipline, especially when it comes to taking care of our bodies. Getting in shape and making a commitment to stay that way honors God. But that mindset is not only important for our physical bodies, it also applies to the training we do and the commitment we make to ourselves and to God. We commit to learn more about Him and about how we can be better disciples. It takes resolve and repetition, consistently working at it, for maximum results. Real success in achieving goals comes when we know we can't do it by ourselves and look to the Lord for strength. New York Times best-selling author, Tony Dungy. More at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. But if only you could see them, you would know from their faces there were kings and queens followed by princes and princesses there were future power people throwing love to the loveless shining a light cause they wanted it seen well there were cries of why followed by cries of why not can I reach out for you if that feels good to me and the riders will not stop us Cause the only love they'll find is paradise Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and also, thank you to uh, Pastor Jomo Cousins from Love First Christian Center. You hear him on Fresh Wind Radio weekdays at 1 p.m. here on Faith Talk to talk about uh, his book, Prayer Life, the conversation, the workbook that helps you to work and pray through life. It's available at jomocousins.com and at amazon.com and uh, jomo before we jump into that um there was something kept popping up on my social media uh over the holidays and our general manager barb yoder brought it up to me as well and i, I wanted to talk about it and it, uh, you your church the believers there stepped up in a huge way for our community around christmas time and i want to say if i'm and if i'm getting it wrong help me but you guys paid off what is it one point five million dollars in medical debt? Uh, it's one point three seven okay uh, of uh, medical debt uh, for the the people of Riverview, uh, Gibsonton, and Waimama. Wow! And I, I listen. I know you well enough to know you're a pretty humble guy, and and you don't want the light shown on you specifically. But uh, I just want to just before we jump back into this book. Uh, Talk about how that came to be, and, and and man, what an opportunity to show Christ! It's amazing. Um, 
you, as you know, Bill, I'm a cancer survivor. Uh, January, this well now January mm-hmm. actually, it's five years, mm-hmm. and um, my daughter, for the last eight years, has an autoimmune disease that we have not figured out a solution for. And um, one one year, we got a letter stating that her medical bills had been forgiven or canceled, mm-hmm. and it was such a relief because uh, we've been to all these hospitals and had hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical debt, and it was all canceled. And uh, I heard about this company uh, that would give us the opportunity to buy a bulk of the medical debt for our area. And I just felt as if, you know, it happened for me. I could do it for someone else. And what was amazing for us is that it was random. So it wasn't like I could just help uh, Christians or church folk. You know, it's, it's everyone. And it's only by God's grace that it happened on Christmas Day mm. uh, because I found out in March. We donated the money in October, and on Christmas Eve, I got a, a, a telephone call from, I believe it's Bay News 9 or one of the stations. They wanted to interview us about it because we had not put it out to the community per se. It was an internal church thing that we told the church we did, and then it kind of you know took off. And so God, to God be the glory that we had the resources to do it. And we actually had a person uh, let us know that uh, one of their friends got a letter who had pancreatic cancer, that they got a letter that their bills were canceled. I mean, wow! W- what a way to show Christ oh. at the end, because, you know, because obviously we can never pay Christ back and grace the free gift. And for us to be able to be a part of showing Christ in Christmas to God be the glory. Amen. Oh, wow. And, and again, when we talk about prayer, when we talk about seeking God, to be able to be the answer to somebody else's prayer is such a powerful, powerful thing. And God bless you guys for that, Jomo. I just, what, how amazing. Mm. Well, I got to tell you, I think that's the kind of thing that comes up when you begin to seek the Lord on a regular basis. When you begin to call out to him daily, uh, that is what happens. And, and Jomo, as we take a look at this book, uh, Prayer Life, The Conversation, um, again, you know, some people would say, you know, I try to start praying. I, I'm trying to do this. And it's kind of like working out. You know, you hurt a little bit after the first five minutes. How do you how do you begin? Talk about beginning the journey. Well, what I what I have to do for myself is I look at my prayer life as oxygen. Mm. How bad do I need oxygen? <laughs> I can't survive without it. Our spiritual body, our spiritual, spiritual mind, body, our spirits need prayer. It needs to be connected. So this is what I say. We are born connected with the umbilical cord. After birth, the cord's cut. But yet and still, there's a need to be connected to the source. Our prayer life is our connection to the source. Spurgeon said this, incredible message. He said this, our prayer life is like a bell connected to God's ear, and the rope reaches our hands. And some ring the bell every now and then, but there's some who God always hears your voice. Mm. Our our connection to God is through prayer. As a former athlete, uh, I used to get plays on the football field. The coordinator sat at the top of the stadium, Mm -hmm. and he looked down, and he would call the plays. Why? He has a different perspective. Imagine you can get the plays for life every day. Would you want it? Wow. 
And do you want it from somebody who can see the whole picture? That's the whole thing. Wow. We, we would say in, in football, the eye in the sky don't lie. Because we always have cameras <laughs> on us. And God's eye does not lie. Right, exactly. And so that's kind of the beginning of all that. And then, too, I would imagine motivation is an important thing. You know, why am I praying? What? Why do, you know, is it that I want something? Uh, why am I going into this this daily discipline? Talk about that a little bit. The, the discipline to me is understanding that how insufficient and inadequate I am. I can't do it without him. Pride will tell us I can make it without God. Pride. But I real, I've come to the place, and often we've all come to that place of failure, mistakes, or and, and we get down to our knees and, Lord, I need you. True. But I want to get I want to get the point where I'm in relationship with God because I told us listen, once you hear God's voice clearly, you're never the same. You're never the same. You can't go back because now I know that He wants to talk to me. Now here is the biggest challenge in prayer. The biggest challenge in prayer is the time between your prayer and the manifestation of your prayer. Because truth be told, if it was instantaneous gratification, we'd pray all the time. Right. Right, because see, you'd get the result. Yeah, but the cha- but but our prayer life is more of an endurance race. Okay, that's why Galatians says, "Do not get weary in well doing, for in due season you shall reap what you have sown." So our prayer is a faith fight to say that I believe that God is going to change it, and I am praying in anticipation and thankfulness for the answer I have not received yet. So I'm praying by faith to let God know that I still believe, in spite of no results, that he can do it. So prayer, like you said, is like exercise, and you build up your endurance. So what I do, a simple way, I get in the car, I turn the music off, and I talk to God, and I say, Lord, speak to me. Your servant is listening. Amen. And I give him time to talk, because the challenge is, oftentimes we talk too much and listen too little. Amen. And listen, I want to talk more about this in the near future. The name of the book is Prayer Life, The Conversation by Jomo Cousins. You can get your copy at jomocousins.com or amazon.com. It's a 52-week prayer journal and workbook, and I hope you get yourself a copy because it's awesome. Jomo, thank you so much for your time today. God bless you, sir. God bless you, Pastor. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Stocks got the new year off to a roaring start with more solid gains and record highs for major U.S. indexes following up on a strong finish to 2019. Investors were encouraged by news that China's central bank will free up more money for lending. Technology companies, including Apple, accounted for a good part of the upward move. The S&P 500 rose 27 points, or 0.8%, to 3,257. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 330 points, or 1.2%, to 28,868. And the Nasdaq Composite added 119 points, or 1.3%, to 9,092. Bond prices rose. The yield on the 10-year Treasury fell to 1.87%. American Airlines says it's talking to Boeing about compensation for grounded planes and will share some of the proceeds with airline employees. This is SRN News. Joe, technician from Safe Light Auto Glass. 
My last customer was a busy mom with lots to do until she noticed a big crack in her windshield. She didn't want to drive with her baby in that car, so she scheduled online at safelight.com. No one makes replacing a windshield easier. Plus, she loved how SafeLight emails a photo of the technician so she knew who was coming to her house and how soon. Call 1-800-800-2727 or go to SafeLight.com. SafeLight Repair, SafeLight Replace. There's a lot for investors to be optimistic about these days. We've been riding the longest and best stock market run since World War II. The S&P is up over 400% since March 2009. But what about you? Have your accounts more than quadrupled in the past decade? The truth is that most stock investors don't achieve the same performance as the overall market, leaving two-thirds of Americans still feeling like they'll have to work after retirement. So, who's profiting from all those massive gains? What would you do if you knew that the big banks and institutions tend not to follow the same advice they give you? And what if you could learn where they buy, sell, and make profit? Take the first step by signing up for a free introductory class with Online Trading Academy. You'll find out more about our patented investing strategy designed to help you trade with the skills and confidence of the pros. This year, put financial education on top of your New Year's resolution list. Call 888-989-6525 for two free tickets to a class in your area and get our professional insider's kit just for attending. That's 888-989-6525 or visit otaclass.com. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 9.30 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other green thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com and join her every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com. Listen to us wherever and whenever by downloading our mobile app, streaming at our website, or on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, and at radio.com. Today, millions of people all across America are building a life in recovery from addiction and mental illness. Helping themselves and helping each other. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Chances are there'll never be an emergency ever again. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. Who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Well, this is great. (laughs) I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov slash kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. And Bill Carl, thanks for joining us for segment three of uh, the five o'clock hour here on the Bill Bunkley show. And thanks to Pastor Joe McCousins. You can listen to him tomorrow at one o'clock during Fresh Wind Radio uh, as he uh, continues to be such a blessing here. Hey, listen, before uh, the end of the year, Bill Bunkley did some amazing interviews. And one of those I thought was uh, tremendous. It was with Hank Hanegraaff. Uh, The Bible Answer Man, talking about truth matters, life matters more. Incredible book. And I just wanted to share that interview with you before we finished out today's show. Hank Hanegraaff has uh, been a guest on this show for many, many opportunities. He also is president of the Christian Research Institute and host of, probably know the name of the show too, The Bible Answer Man, as well as the Hank Unplugged Unplugged, podcast. He's written over 20 books. 
Believe me, he is one of the world's leading Christian authors, theologians, apologists as well. And he has dedicated his life to a defense of the historic Christian faith. And uh, I want to tell you that uh, he has been one that knows exactly what the truth is, the truth being between Genesis and Revelation. And uh, when challenged, very few people that I know, I certainly am not in that league, are able to go directly to what the Bible says and to pinpoint truth. Well, he's with us today. Uh, He and his wife, Kathy, live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they have 12, count them, 12 children. I bet you he remembers the names of his children, too. Hey, we got Hank Hanegraaff with us right now to talk about his new book, Truth Matters, Life Matters More. Hank, good to have you back. I don't know what to say after that introduction. It's good to be with you, Phil. Well, you're one of those guys I can't keep up with. You and Dr. Moeller and a couple of others, I have to be on my game because uh, I'm always playing catch-up. But it's good to have you with us today. Um, Well, it's good to talk to you. Hey, it seems like you have maybe have gone through a little transition. What I'm saying is I my perception is you have dedicated your life to truth. And you have allowed yourself through your radio and other ministries to be able to be challenged by folks and to accurately take them to Scripture and give them an interpretation. So you have been all about, let's say, the black and white truth of the Bible. So, but now something has happened, and just reading through, reading your book and, and, and reading about it, you've got something transformative that has happened, and now you're talking about more of taking this and how it applies to life. So with that, tell us about your new book. Yeah, and, you know, you just used the operative word. I I don't think that the Christian life ought to be a transaction. It ought to be a transformation. And, And the Apostle Paul talks about going from glory to glory with unveiled faces. And that's really what this book is about. You're right. I've debated truth. I've defended truth. I've defined truth. But you have to get beyond truth. The map is not the territory. The menu is not the meal. I can be in a restaurant and I can have a menu that is pictured where you see the food and it can make you salivate. But the menu in and of itself is not is not nutritious, and therefore you have to get beyond the menu. You have to get to the meal, and, and that's the transition that you're talking about that took place within my own life. Uh, I realized that you can have a head full of knowledge, and yet you can be lacking in terms of an intimate personal relationship with the Lord whereby you are being transformed. So that's really what this book is about. It, it, I'm not just tipping my hat to truth. Truth matters. It really, really matters, particularly in a post-truth culture. But life matters more, and the life that matters more is what I'm talking about in this book, how you can experience fellowship within the Holy Trinity. Mm. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to the voice of Hank Hanegraaff, and I'm recommending his book this afternoon, Truth Matters, Life Matters More, The Unexpected Beauty of an Authentic Christian Life. You know, Hank Hanegraaff, to be authentic, you have to know what the authentic word has to say. And um, as you get into your book, as I was reading, you know, you talk a little bit about the world we live in as Christians. I mean, with, with uh, the media and, and with social networking and, and 
man just becoming so foolishly self-dependent. You know, there's a lot of skepticism about the Bible to begin with and skepticism about truth. But it, but it, even before we're going to get to the idea about how the life matters, we have to be sure that we're operating in truth, right? Because there's a lot of counterfeits out there. Yeah, and if you have the wrong menu, to go back to the illustration that I used earlier, then your meal may well be toxic. So I think there's a couple of things going on here. Number one, you can demonstrate that the Bible is the infallible repository of redemptive revelation. You can demonstrate that the Bible is truth. Now, you can also then demonstrate a way of reading the Bible rightly, which is to say that the Bible needs to be properly interpreted. If the Bible is interpreted improperly, you see people all the time say that the Bible cannot be true, but that's because they don't know how to read the Bible in the sense in which it's intended. So biblical interpretation and learning the art and science of biblical interpretation is very, very important in the process as well. Mm. Now, let's talk about taking that truth, because we know, uh, we have seen folks, for instance, I'm reminded sometimes when I go to events and I see uh, whether some folks on the street corner that uh, say they self-identify with Jesus, but they have these large banners where they're yelling people that get saved, you're going to hell, using the bullhorns, the whole nine yards. And so when life matters, I'm thinking about, this whole idea that life matters more. And I'm thinking about the life that these folks are living, much less the, the pagan or the secularist. And, you know, to, to get to the joy that what, 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 what the power of the joy through the Holy Spirit that flows through us and what Jesus and his word talks about, you know, we, we really set our sights on so many things that don't matter. And we don't realize what, well, you know, what in life really matters more. Talk about that. Yeah, I I think a couple of things come to mind as you're talking, Bill. One is that outside the truth kept by the whole church, your personal experience is deprived of all certainty, of all objectivity. You'd have a mingling of truth and falsehood, of reality and illusion. And so the church is the place in which you can be transformed, but obviously you, you, you don't want to be transformed personal, on personal experience because if, if the teaching of the church doesn't have a hold on you properly, uh, then you're going to be misguided. Uh, so we're not talking about truth. Uh, abdication, we're talking about something that's a transcending of truth, and it's within the context of the Church that you receive the graces by which you are transformed from one glory to another, as I was alluding to earlier on. Mm. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, I want to remind you, this is a, you got time to order, this is an excellent book for Christmas morning. Because Christmas morning means for many of us, we've got a few days off until after New Year's. And we know that both of those, yeah, well, both of those are hitting midweek, so you've got some time. This would be a good gift to, uh, to give someone to be able to read over the sacred Christmas holidays and into the new year. The name of the book is Truth Matters, Life Matters More by Hank Hanegraaff, The Unexpected Beauty of an, an Authentic Christian Life. And I want to remind you, that if you want to hook up with his ministry, uh, which is the Christian Research Institute, 
you can go to equip.org. That's equip.org, E-Q-U-I-P.org. But, of course, this book is sold where any fine books are sold, and this would be a great present that I'm recommending. Let's talk about the age that we live in. So here I have Hank Hanegraaff, that I can ask him any question, and he will zero into Scripture. He will talk about Scripture, and, and his head knowledge is just absolutely far superior than most of us. So then you could have a person, and this is not Hank, by the way. So you get a person that with all the availability of, uh, of what we can receive online and find books like that, somebody can, can get real rich in the facts. But you talk about the fact that remember that there's two things. We were told that whatever we do in his name, if, if it's not with love, and to me that's interaction with others, if it's not with love, it's just worthless. The other thing is, is that we are not to be islands of our own just because we've got a high-speed Internet connection and we can watch four or five ministries a week. That doesn't get it in, in, in getting into a life that matters more, is it? No, and and, and this is exactly right. I think the point here is that the church has to be your mother. Uh, St. Cyprian has well said that you cannot have God as your father without having the church as your mother, because it is within the womb of the church that you receive graces that transform you. That takes place within the context of what's called a Eucharistic assembly, whereby you partake of something that is divine. When you partake of the Eucharist, when you partake of the Lord's Supper or the Lord's Table, it's talked about in various ways, there's a mingling of the divine with the human that's transformative. But the graces that you receive within the church are not received outside the church, they're received within community. There's no such thing in Christianity as a lone ranger Christian. When you're birthed or born again, you're born within a context, within a community, and that community itself is transformative. Mm. Now we've got a couple minutes left, and we're talking to Hank Hanegraaff. And um, so if someone, in addition to taking my advice and picking up uh, your uh, latest work, Truth Matters, Life Matters More, and getting that book, if someone's listening today and says, you know, I, I, I want to figure this out. What are my first steps? What do I do to get in the right lane to start living this authentic Christian life? What are a couple starters got about a minute, minute and a half left? Yeah, I I think what's important is that you have a proper fix on the fact that Jesus said that he's not only the way, but he's the truth and life. So we don't want to set up a false dichotomy between truth and life. A truth leads you to life, but the life that matters more is something that you can experience, something that you can know, but this unity, this this. This, this knowledge that I'm talking about is, let me put it this way, the divine incomprehensibility, the light that matters more, is never a prohibition upon knowledge. It's a transcending of knowledge. It's a transcending of all philosophical speculation. So when you think about Christian theology, it's always at the last resort a means. It's a unity of knowledge that subserves an end which transcends all knowledge, and that ultimate end is union with God or deification. And I cash that out in the book. 
So one of the things that's so important is to recognize that it is within the church that you are transformed from one glory to another, mm-hmm. and it is the disciplines that you learn within the church that transform you and that are transformative and that give you this experience and relationship with God. I want to tell you that uh, in the world we live in, to really getting to the point of, number one, understanding, applying it to your life, and that your life is a moment-by-moment adventure with the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus, at that point where you begin to understand that life matters and how you live your life matters, but it must be based on truth. So to get both, pick up your copy today of Truth Matters, Life Matters More, The Unexpected Beauty of an Authentic Christian Life, written by Hank Hanegraaff, and go to his website, equip.org, to find out more. Hank, thanks for being with us today. You got it. Thank you, Bill. Take care. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. There's no question a good probiotic can help with digestion and stomach comfort. And there's no question you need vitamin B12 for energy. The only question is, why aren't you taking both? The probiotic energy milk combines a clinically tested probiotic along with vitamin B12 for energy. Imagine how good you can feel with healthy digestion and better energy to power you through your day. Best of all, you can try the probiotic energy melt not for $30 or $40, but today for just $19.95. Don't go through life with poor digestion and low energy. Get it back. It's the Probiotic Energy Melt from Purity Products for $19.95 with free shipping. Plus, get a free bottle of Collagen Factor Vitamin C at $20 value. Satisfaction guaranteed. So call now, 1-800-482-9685. That's 1-800-482-9685. Call now, 1-800-482-9685. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates, and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultations. 800-776-6094-800-776-6094-800-776-6094. A woman took a prescription into her local pharmacy. Suddenly, there was a loud explosion, and the pharmacist appeared covered with soot, his clothes tattered. He approached the woman and said, Please, ask your doctor to write out the prescription again, and this time, tell him to print. When you think how central communication is in our world, it's actually a wonder that there aren't more explosions. It's so easy to misunderstand or be misunderstood. Do your best today to speak clearly, and don't be offended if someone misunderstands. God has spoken clearly, but try as we might. Sometimes we don't. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. 
Discover God's clear words to us on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. Saturday mornings at 8, Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns uh, one half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some, some proof that he owes you the money. Okay, I appreciate that. Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Listen to us wherever and whenever by downloading our mobile app, streaming at our website, or on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, and at radio.com. Recovery is real. We believe in you. Every day, millions of people celebrate recovery from addiction and mental illness while others begin their journey. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk, 570, 910, FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carl. Been in for Bill Bunkley today, also sharing some of what I thought was Bill's best work uh, in the month of December. We just heard from Hank Hanegraaff and, uh, earlier in the program today. I just want to say thank you to uh, Dr. Jomo Cousins, who uh, jumped on with us to share um, about his new book, Prayer Life, The Conversation, but also to hear about what God did through that church this year, Love, Love First Christian Center. Um, they decided within the church and not within the face of the media or anything like that, but to, uh, to purchase $1.37 million of medical debt and wipe it out. And if you can know what that would mean to a family, and I know Jomo shared a bit of his testimony of going through cancer himself, some of the medical needs uh, that his family has, uh, has expressed and I saw a number of different stories like that throughout the Christmas season, different churches. Oh, can I just tell you something? I think that's what we're best at. I don't mean necessarily paying, necessarily paying off everybody's Christmas or uh, medical debt. But this idea of, of Christianity really being best represented by actions over words. And I was thinking about this and I... I'm trying to make this part of whatever it is my New Year's resolution finally is written out as in one sentence. I just want to be better at the things that make Christ stand out and be glorified. And I know that there is a message, and I know that there is truth, and we are to pronounce that truth, we are to speak that truth, we are to live out our faith unapologetically. I want to do all of that with a smile on my face and love in my heart. Um, I want to do all of that by taking actions that tell people something's different about me. And I want, I would love to see the church here in Tampa Bay and across the country and across the world have that mindset. Because right now we live in such polarized times. We live in such times of suspicion and anger and bitterness 
we live in such such times of uh, what about tree and uh, the great big comeback. If I see another headline that says so and so schools somebody about whatever that is, I think I'm going to get sick. Because as Christians, we're really not supposed to be schooling anybody. It's not our job to be the ruler hand-slapping force of the world. The things that, and Dennis Prager talks about this, he says, you know, one of the first things that the rest of the world noticed about Christianity uh, that set it apart, uh, particularly in Rome, was that Romans, back in the early days of Christianity following Christ, if a child was born with a defect or the parents just couldn't deal with that child for whatever reason, they would just take it outside of the city gates and and lay it on the ground, that little boy or that little girl. And if an animal came along and ate the child, okay. Or if it got cold that night and the child froze to death, okay. That's just who they were. The Christians were the first ones to come along and start picking up the babies and loving them and caring for them. And that was one of the first things that stuck out to an unbelieving world. And they didn't need to say anything about it. They didn't need to put it on a a placard. Um, They didn't have any political power, certainly. I mean, being a Christian in that era could get you killed pretty quickly. Um, But to be able to stand up and do that, to be able to live in such a way that people took up and took notice, I just, that is everything that I want to be moving forward into 2020. And I don't know what you want to be, um, but there's a couple things I want. I want, I want it to go beyond anything I say on the radio. And it would be so much better if it wasn't anything I said at all. And to be able to have respect for people, to be able to honor the dignity of who they are, uh, regardless of whether their position or their view of life is in opposition to mine, to have such a way that we can be winsome is such a powerful thing. One of the things I love about Jesus is he, he did speak out against evil. He spoke out about wrong. But when somebody came before him who wasn't godly, who didn't know Adonai, and to see the grace they extended, the woman at the well, I think of, I think of uh, go and sin no more. I think of the woman caught in adultery. I think of uh, the healings that Jesus performed uh, that required nothing of the person in need, the sins that he forgave, um, without the need to scream, I just love that. And that's kind of what I want to be in 2020. And I hope that you are everything that God's calling you to be in 2020. And you know what? We'll talk about it more tomorrow between 3 and 6 here on the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. Have a great rest of your evening.